0: Welcome back to Second and Short. It is Monday, December 18th, 2023. It is NFL Week 15. Just wrapping up. We've got Sunday Night Football about to get started in a couple of minutes. I've got Colin back with us after uh, just a week off. Yeah, just a week off. How was Nashville this it was past good. weekend?
1: You know, I got to experience my first NHL game, Nashville Predators. Took the dub 3-1 over the Caps, and I... First NHL game, I got to see uh, Ovechkin, who's going to go down as one of the greatest hockey players of all time.
0: Yeah. Sounds like fun. Anything else? Anything else Uh, in Nashville?
1: Yeah, you know, we hit up Broadway (laughs) a little bit. Nice. And got out of there before the Titans game, so.
0: Smart. Pretty smart. How was the disc golf? We, uh, We definitely brought up the fact that you were skipping the podcast for disc golf last week.
1: Oh. Last week, that tournament, you know, yeah. out of uh, out of 60 teams, we came fourth.
0: Not bad. Not bad at all. So Not that's bad. my
1: bad, you know. But <laughs> hey, I listened to it. Luke did a great job.
0: Awesome. Well, great. Colin, before we get into the NFL this week, let's just kind of overarching. A lot of weird things happen. A lot of just strange games. Some players going off that you wouldn't expect, some players playing like garbage that you would have expected to play well. But overall, a pretty entertaining week. We had the Saturday games, which uh, was nice. Three standalone games on a Saturday is awesome. So, yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and get into it, and we'll start with those Saturday games. Let's start with Bengals-Vikings. The Bengals win it 27-24 in overtime. Jake Browning. Putting on another great performance.
1: Yeah, I mean you got Jake Browning versus Nick Mullins. Yeah. What, a, what a what a great game you would expect. <laughs> where, where at the beginning of the season, you look at this game, you're like, oh, Kirk Cousins, Joe Burrow, this is about to be an amazing ass game. Either way, it was an amazing ass game.
0: Oh yeah, it was Ty, fantastic. uh
1: Alexander Madison scratched again, so Ty Chandler, you know, takes over as the starter. Twenty three carries, 132 yards and a touchdown, which is phenomenal. It gets a pretty good Cincinnati run defense.
0: Yeah. But, like, the fact that you had – like, it was it was 17-3 going into the fourth quarter, and the Bengals just put on a show. T. Higgins with two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Some crazy that, – that catch was insane. Catches was- the ball a yard short, is looking down at the sideline, and just reaches the ball over. Like, it was – ridiculous what he pulled on that play
1: yeah. just to have the instinct to turn to the backside to reach over because at that point you're all you're thinking about is just catching and securing the ball yeah but just to have that awareness to realize that you had the open space to turn and try to get over that goal line amazing
0: yeah i feel like i i know we probably should have addressed this before we started talking about this game we're both wearing football jerseys uh Colin repping a Washington football team, Terry McLaurin, and I'm recommending a Chicago Bears, Nick Foles jersey. Um, just wanted to go ahead and get that out of the way. <laughs> yeah, Grayson, tell them tell him how we got these jerseys. Uh, yeah, they were like five bucks on Amazon. You got to look out for the deals.
1: Absolutely. There's a bunch on there. Y'all go yeah. check it out.
0: They fit big, uh, in case you were wondering. But let's get back to the game. This game was great. It was fun all the way down to the end. Because, like, Minnesota, like, it looked like they had it in the bag. Nick Mullins was actually not playing all that bad. He actually had a pretty good game. But Ty Chandler coming out of nowhere, having such an amazing game, he's, he looked like every single time they in the ball, it, he was for sure going five yards every time.
1: Yeah, he averaged five five
0: 5.7. Yeah, but, like, on a long of 30, like, he had a couple runs, of course, where he got stopped short, but it was like he gets the ball, and he was just off. Like, I don't know why they haven't been utilizing him more this season. He played great.
1: Yeah, very, uh, very, what is it? What's that word? Elusive runner? Yeah. Quick and speedy, but also, Jordan Addison taking over. Taking over this game with six receptions, 111 yards and two touchdowns. You know, you got rusty Justin Jefferson coming back, still not 100% still making an impact on the game, but this was all Jordan Addison.
0: Yeah, and like late into the game and like in overtime, Justin Jefferson was definitely the one getting the looks, but Jordan Addison put him in that position to, uh, you know, take such a big lead early in the game. He played fantastic. Overall, this offense was great with Nick Mullins in it, uh, you know, outside of his two interceptions, but they played a fantastic game. The Bengals just kind of outplayed him when it mattered.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I will say, the Bengals did a great job of spreading the ball around the field. I know Jamar Chase goes down with the injury, I think right at the beginning of the fourth quarter maybe, maybe like halfway through the fourth quarter. Um, but T. Higgins steps up late in the game with those two touchdowns in the fourth quarter like we talked about. Tyler Boyd only had two receptions, but 53 yards. And like you had an endless list of guys in double-digit receiving yards with at least two receptions. Like That's what you want to see, especially considering they're using their backup quarterback.
1: Yeah. Well, when you look at it, this is something that we're not used to seeing with Joe Burrow. You know, Joe Burrow feeds Jamari, feeds T, and he uh, feeds Tyler Boyd. That's really about it. Jake Browning has done an exceptional job spreading the ball out, like you said.
0: Yeah. I I really like Tanner Hudson. Uh, Yeah. Like, he didn't even have, like, a crazy game or anything, five receptions, 49 yards. But he had five targets, five receptions. Like, that's what you want to see, and I guess the same goes for Jamar Chase, four targets, four receptions. But overall, like, this Bengals team looks really good when they're spreading the ball around the field. I think that's something the Vikings struggle with sometimes just because Justin Jefferson's on the field. But when you look at that other sideline, you have Jamar Chase, who played a majority of the game, only getting four targets, whereas T. Higgins had eight targets. Tyler Boyd got five. Hudson had five. Like, you got a lot of guys getting targets out there. And it's obviously working.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I think for the Bengals, to me, like, Jake Browning can win them football games, for sure. The running game is such an issue. Like, Joe Mixon cannot get it going. And I don't know what to do. Like, he didn't really run the ball all that much, and, like, considering they were down quite a bit late into the game. But, like, it just does not seem like they have confidence in him anymore.
1: Yeah, it seems he's only effective in the red zone. Yeah. That's about it. Like within the 5-yard line.
0: Yeah, and I really he's like Chase Brown. He is so fast.
1: He's nasty and he's really good in the passing game.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, but anything else you want to talk about this game before we get to the next?
1: Uh, oh yeah, one thing. Harrison Smith is a dog. Oh yeah. That that, that dude was
0: everywhere. Yeah, he had one hell of a game. Um, let's talk Steelers Colts now. Colts 30, Steelers 13. Rough one for old Mitch Trubisky.
1: Oh man, dude,
0: he he sucks. Yeah, sixteen for twenty three, one sixty nine, a touchdown, two picks, got sacked three times. Uh, Mason Rudolph ended up coming in the game that didn't really do anything. The run game sucked. Jalen Warren and Najee were not doing it, and then you know Deontay Johnson had a good game. All things considered, four receptions, sixty two yards and a touchdown, but only five guys. Got a target in this game for the Steelers.
1: Yeah, and they have they have plenty of other weapons that they should be spreading the ball out more, like the Bengals. Yeah, I mean you still have uh, Calvin Austin the third and a couple of those other guys, but Mitch Trubisky's just can't he can't find them.
0: No, no, he he looked horrible, and the Colts looked amazing. Gardner Minshew didn't really have to pass the ball all that much, but when it came down to it in the red zone three passing touchdowns, did a great job, only 215 yards. But then on the ground, no Jonathan Taylor. Zach Moss wasn't playing well. But Trey Sermon, or Zach Moss got hurt, I think, early in the game. Yeah, Trey Sermon, 17 carries, 88 yards. Tyler Goodson, 11 carries, 69 yards. That is amazing out of, I get, really your third and fourth string running backs.
1: Yeah, I mean, Trey Sermon, we've seen. Yeah. That he can be a starting running back in this league. For sure. He is he's is that good. Um, but it was it was really good to see him, you know, explode for a breakout.
0: Game. Yeah, he, he definitely had a great game. And then Michael Pittman Jr. just having another solid performance. Um, and then you get touchdowns from DJ Montgomery, Mo Ali Cox, and Zach Moss early in that game. Um kind of disappointing. Alec Pierce played, like, garbage. Five targets, one reception, 13 yards. Kind of hoping he'd have some pretty good performances. But, you know, I think maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago, he had, like, his first 100-yard game. And now, like, the last couple of weeks, he has not done anything. Uh, I was was hoping to see him play pretty well. And same goes for Josh Downs, who kind of has done the same thing, where he had a couple of really good performances, and it's just gone downhill. But still... The Colts come out with a very big victory over the Steelers.
1: Yeah, you know, they're in this wild card race
0: for sure. 100%. Eight and six. Um, I believe they're second uh, at the moment in the AFC South. Yeah, they are. Um, but the rest of their schedule, you know, Falcons, Raiders, that's probably wins right now. Falcons, we'll talk about the state of them. Raiders, I don't know, man. <laughs> Raiders just put up what that, sixty-eight points? <laughs> that, that game was ridiculous. Yeah, we didn't even really talk about it, but like what is there to say that, that you haven't seen already? Um and then they finished out the season versus the Texans. That one's gonna be tough. Um but we'll just have to we'll see have if to see. uh
1: Texans have CJ Stroud or not.
0: Yeah, I, I got a feeling Stroud will probably be back next week. I'll probably clear concussion protocol early this week, uh, hopefully. Uh, and then he'll be right back in it. But I don't know. A lot of things can happen for sure. So uh, let's move on to the final game on Saturday. Broncos-Lions and the Lions put on a show, 42-17 to for Detroit. And I talked about this on Friday's episode, that I felt like the Broncos are just kind of like the test to see if you're a great team. Great teams mm-hmm. can beat the Broncos. Bad teams can't. And a good team is going to play a close one with them. The Lions are a great team, and Jared Goff had one hell of a game. He had he was twenty four for thirty four, two seventy eight, five touchdowns, no picks, uh, no fumbles for him this week. Obviously, that's the key. Don't turn the ball over because uh, every time that the Lions play bad. Jared Goff is throwing picks or fumbling the ball every time.
1: And it's always three of them.
0: Yeah. And then Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs had one hell of a game as well. 11 carries, 100 yards, and a touchdown. David Montgomery, a good one as well. 17 carries, 85. But Sam Laporta, five receptions, 56 yards, for three touchdowns in this game, and then Amon Ross St. Brown did not have a single issue with Pat Sertan. Seven receptions, 112, and a touchdown on nine targets. This was genuinely a masterclass by the Detroit Lions. Yeah, they looked really good. Like, this Broncos defense has been the real deal pretty much since that game against the Dolphins early in the season. Like, they haven't given up uh, Okay, outside of what, the two games after the Dolphins game, since that game versus the Chiefs, they haven't given up more than twenty nine points. Or no, sorry, more than twenty two points, I believe. Yeah, more than twenty two points until this week. The Lions look great, man. I I gotta say, and um, it's looking real good for them heading into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, they got a, They got a cakewalk going yeah. into. The playoffs. Oh yeah. Like, you finish Patriots, Chargers, Raiders. Like, that should be gu- three guaranteed wins.
0: Wait, what? No, the Lions finish off Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings. I'm on the fucking. I was about to say, why would they play a out of no, that's, division that's, yeah. team? Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings. Okay. That's my, that's my bad. Yeah, which the Vikings are definitely beatable with Nick Mullins at quarterback. um, And from Cowboys? what we just saw today... Cowboys are beatable, too, Uh, but we'll we'll talk a little more about that later. (laughs) They might just be, but let's get into Sunday's games, and we'll start off with Browns, Bears, and good God, Joe Flacco is back. 374 yards, two touchdowns, three picks. That's Joe Flacco's game. One hell of a game for Joe Flacco. Despite the fact they only scored 20 points, this offense looked amazing outside of the running game, which I think we all know is an issue for them, because Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt, not your most efficient running backs um, out there, but Amari Cooper only had four receptions for 109 yards, and then you have David Njoku having one of the best games of his career, probably, 10 receptions, 104 yards and a touchdown. And then um, Marquise Goodwin had a 57-yard reception. That was his only target. Cedric Tillman had a good game, four receptions, 52 yards. And, like, it just – it seemed like they dominated. The Browns were losing for, like, a decent amount of this game. Like yeah,
1: All the way up to the fourth.
0: Yeah, Justin Fields, the only issue was he just simply could not get it going. Like, the Bears were playing well, but Justin Fields – it almost felt like he was holding them back on a lot of drives.
1: Yeah, and one of the biggest things he couldn't use his legs.
0: Yeah,
1: he's getting pressured a lot. Uh oh, there's a fourth down play. Did you yes. uh, did you catch that? Yeah. What a what a open field tackle! I forget who tackled. I think it was
0: Denzel him, Ward.
1: Holy fuck!
0: Yeah, like, that crazy. That
1: changed that changed the game right
0: there. Yeah, like getting getting to his legs. What he was probably like a yard behind the line of scrimmage, fourth and one, and just kind of tripped and fell and like nose dove into the ground, like a few inches short of a first down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Great insane. tackle. But, but overall, the Chicago Bears defense is still good. Like, I'm not worried about that. Tremaine Edmonds, holy shit. Uh, nine total tackles, five solo, and he had a pick six. Um, like, their defense looks great, and you picked off Flacco three times. So, you know, there's it's obviously not an issue. You also had picks from Tyreek Stevenson and Eddie Jackson. But they just need to play a better offense. And, like, yeah, that sounds like I'm simplifying it. I know it's difficult, but this was a bad game for Justin Fields overall. Like, under 50% completion percentage. Like, in no no scenario... Should Justin Fields be throwing forty passes in a football game? No,
1: never and for him. For him to only run the ball seven times, yeah, I think is crazy.
0: Yeah, and like considering the fact that they were up for uh, you know a few drives in the second quarter, and they went up by ten points in the third quarter, why was he passing the ball so much? No idea. Like they um, weren't but- trying to come back until the very end of this game when the Browns took the lead.
1: You know Tremaine Edmonds is tied with Fred Warner, uh, in interceptions by a linebacker this season. Really? Yeah, I I, I saw that pop up today. I was like, I. Interesting. Yeah, it but definitely also, is. Also, it's been like four straight weeks without a Miles Garrett sack. Wow.
0: And that's, that's crazy.
1: crazy. That's crazy. He had one today. Yeah. But like Justin Fields just got away and threw that dot to Cole Komet in the end zone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, interesting week for him. But the Browns improved to nine and five. Uh, they create some more separation uh, ahead of obviously the Steelers who lost, um, and then the Bengals who won. But they still got a game in hand on them. They're only a game behind the Ravens who will play right now. Game actually just started. I think the first play was just run. Um, but yeah, like the Browns have like a real chance to be a good team going into the playoffs the only issue is can flacco limit the turnovers and cuz like the defense i would not be worried about whatsoever <laughs> like they are playing amazing football and they have been really all season like they've stopped some great offenses throughout this season but it seems like they struggle with the ones that like there's a pretty easy way to stop like they they lose to the rams and the broncos but like they beat the Ravens and they beat the Jags and the Bears, and the Forty ers Like it's it's very weird the days they're on and the days they're off. But when they're on, there's not a lot of defenses better than them in the NFL right now.
1: Yeah, and for the Browns, who would have thought they would be who who yeah who'd have thought that they'd be nine and five without Nick Chubb, without Deshaun Watson. Yeah, like no, nah, I for sure thought this was another like three win season for them.
0: Yeah, it is uh it's very interesting to see how well the Browns have played. I will say I was pretty high on them going into the year. Just saying.
1: Right. You were high on their defense. Yeah. Their defense carrying them to wins, which is what they're doing. A couple of those, you know? they're,
0: they're definitely doing that. Um but let's get into the next game. Buccaneers thirty four, Packers twenty, Baker Mayfield. Easily the best game he's ever played, I think. Yeah, that's that's insane. 381 yards, 22 for 28, four touchdowns, no picks. Like, holy shit. And, like, it wasn't just him. Rashad White had a great game in the run game as well. 21 carries, 89 yards. And then you have Chris Godwin coming out of nowhere and actually playing well for once this season. 10 receptions, 155 yards on 12 targets. So it didn't take him, you know, 16 to 20 targets to get 10 receptions this time. And honestly, kind of a quiet game for Mike Evans, but a, a pretty pivotal touchdown.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Another, I think what, that's his 11th touchdown this season? Something.
0: Yeah, number something 11.
1: Like that. I think that's like 10 consecutive seasons. Wow. Or something like that is what I heard. Uh, I I forget the exact number. But, yeah, dude, he's always good for one touchdown and around 50 to 60 yards minimum. Besides that one flute game we saw last week uh, (laughs) against the Falcons. But, yeah, Chris Godwin stepped up today for sure. Yeah,
0: for sure. And on the Packers' side, like, they didn't play a bad game at all. Jordan Love, 29 for 39, 284, two touchdowns, no picks. Um, they couldn't really get the ball rolling uh, in the running game. 13 carries, 53 yards for Aaron Jones, but not much else happening. But Dontavian Wicks went into takeover mode on a couple of drives. Six receptions, 97 yards for him. You had a touchdown for Tucker Craft and Jaden Reed, who both had good games in their own right. Like This offense is still good, even without Christian Watson and without A.J. Dillon. They're still a very good offense. They just simply couldn't keep up with how well the Buccaneers offense was playing.
1: Yeah, like Baker could score at will.
0: Too. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: basically what we saw. Uh and also Dontavian Weeks Wix didn't touch the ball till the third quarter, by the Damn. Way. That's crazy. <laughs> he caught three consecutive passes for like over twenty yards.
0: Yeah. Insane. Um, there's not much else to say with this game. Like great job by the Buccaneers to to get the win here. Obviously, this puts the Packers a, a bit far out for playoff contention, but the Buccaneers uh, sitting in a good spot right now. Number one in the uh, NFC South, um, kind of tied with the Saints. Um, the Falcons obviously lost this week, which, once again, we'll talk about. But the Bucs and the Saints both have a great shot. I don't think they play again this year. I could be wrong. Nope, they um, play in two weeks. Yeah. So the Buccaneers have to go through the Jags, the Saints, and then they have the Panthers on the last week of the season. I got a feeling that Saints game is um, going to be an interesting one because the Saints, um, let's see who they play next week. They've got the Rams. The Bucks have the Jags. Those are both teams that both teams are able to beat and could definitely lose to as well. Um so uh yeah that uh that week 17 matchup might be pretty interesting between the Bucks and the Saints. But yeah, uh Buccaneers put themselves in a great spot. Packers fall but not without, you know, a pretty good performance from their team. But let's get into the next one. The absolutely beat up mashed together Houston Texans team comes out with an overtime victory 19-16 over the Tennessee Titans. Wow. No C.J. Stroud, no Nico Collins, no Tank Dell. i pretty sure no uh, Will Anderson. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was out as well. A lot of guys missing in this game. And somehow they pull it off. Uh, wasn't pretty. Uh, that's for sure. It was not the Texans we're used to seeing because they scored one touchdown, and it was at the end of the fourth quarter to tie the game up and eventually take it to overtime. But Kyme Fairburn being back, definitely helping out. Don't have to worry about a a backup practice squad kicker or a running back kicking your field goals. Um, you got Kai Fairburn back, and he had a great game um, kicking those four field goals and eventually that game-winning field goal from 54 yards out. But, man, Texas just looked rough. Or not Texas, sorry, uh, Tennessee just kind of looked rough to me. Um, coming off that win against the Dolphins last week, which was absurd in its own right, Will Levis, horrible, I- I'd say. I I didn't see a lot from him that I was like, wow, that was a good game. Just seemed like when he did throw the ball, he was overthrowing it. He was getting pressured a shitload. He got sacked seven times for sixty one yards in this game, didn't break a hundred or didn't break two hundred passing yards, had a pick, rough one. But if we're going to talk about rough games, Derek Henry was absolutely garbage. 16 carries for nine yards. Yeah, it's
1: don't forget four receptions for one yard.
0: Yeah. Well, he had a long of six in the run game. And he had nine yards. (laughs) Like That's horrible. He's so done. Yeah,
1: like. now, Tajay Spears is taking over this running back room next
0: year. And he didn't even have that good of a game.
1: No, he didn't. But, but the Texans' you... defensive line was
0: great. I'll give him yeah. that. Traylon Burks did have a pretty good game, three receptions, 62 yards. He made a lot of tough catches. That one that got him all the way down to the one-yard line uh, was huge that eventually Will Levis um, ran in himself. But, yeah, just uh, an interesting game. Like, DeAndre Hopkins had nine targets, two receptions. Um And from watching this game, I know that almost none of those were drops. So that one's yeah. on Levis.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, like, the first quarter, Will Levis looked great, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Like, he was driving down the field with ease, and then Houston just locked in and then absolutely made his life a living hell.
0: Yeah. But on the defensive side, uh, Jonathan Grenard continues to be so good. This season. Another two and a half sacks this week. Um, I believe that puts him at ten and a half uh on the season, maybe a few more than that. Um, and then like Malik Collins was all over Will Levis. Uh, I think he had a sack and a half in this game. Yep. And then uh Derek Barnett as well getting a sack. Desmond King had a sack, Khalil Davis had a sack, like This defense looked fantastic, and it's nice to see when you're, you know, so many of your offensive stars are out.
1: Yeah, everybody on that defensive line was eaten. Yeah. Like, it's like Oprah, you get a sack, you get a sack. (laughs) Like, everybody. Yo. Free access. What? Will Levis.
0: Yo. What's up? You, you just kept saying you get a sack, you get and then free access to Will Levis? Yeah. I don't I'm I'm calling a flag on the play. You
1: just got a dirty mind, bro. All
0: right, man. You know what's dirtier? Losing to the Dolphins 30 to 0. That's what the New York yeah. Jets did today. Yeah, brutal one for uh the New York Jets. He had Zach Wilson go out with a concussion. Um I think he might have come into the game with it. Uh with how he was playing, but Four for 11 for him, 26 yards. And then Trevor Simeon came in. Um, He probably wishes he had a concussion or some kind of excuse. 14 for 26, 110 yards, two picks. Just bad. Really, really bad. The Dolphins, not bad. Uh, Tua had a good game. Raheem Mostert had uh, had two touchdowns. (laughs) That's what I'll say about Raheem Mostert's performance. And Jalen Waddell, in the absence of Tyreek Hill, had one hell of a game. Despite getting pretty beat up in that first quarter, like very early in the game, got pretty beat up. But nine targets, eight receptions, one forty two, and a touchdown is amazing. He single handedly carried this offense.
1: Yeah, bro. Like, and he had sauce on him too. Yeah. Hey, is is Sauce Gardner a
0: fraud this season? No. Nah. No. Nah, I think it's just that, like, the first season people just did couldn't figure him out. Now, a lot of people, like, this is the fourth time Sauce Gardner has played the Dolphins.
1: Yeah. And also, when you look at it, the Jets' defense is on the field for like 85%. Yeah,
0: exactly. They're on the field so goddamn <laughs> much. You can't, like, they're not just going to avoid Sauce Gardner anymore. Um, yeah. Because he's probably exhausted. But, like, Miami was firing on all cylinders. Obviously, they shut him out, and they put up 30 on the defense. Bradley Chubb had three sacks. That's
1: insane. This Miami defense was disgusting,
0: Yeah, and then you had Duke Riley, who was just an absolute bust uh, of a player now playing well, I guess. Um, Absolute bust of the Falcons. You had Brandon Jones, two picks. Yeah. Both both picks he, he secured.
1: Um, Jalen Ramsey, you know, they didn't really look his way.
0: He didn't even record the tackle. I'm going to be honest. If I'm the coach and I know that Zach Wilson and Trevor Simeon are playing quarterback for me, I'm not throwing the ball probably at all. But they threw the ball because Brees Hall had six carries. Izzy Abanaconda had four carries. Dalvin Cook had one. Like, why can't they run the ball? I, I need to figure this out. I get that their offensive line isn't, like, amazing. But like you have guys that can make a difference in the running game, and you just simply don't use them.
1: Yeah, I have no idea.
0: This the
1: Jets' offense is just so bad. Yeah, right now, like Zach Wilson's gone. Trevor Simeon is, doesn't need to be in the league anymore. Like Jets should have went out and got Joe Flacco before the Browns. Honestly, yeah. like they had all the time in the world to
0: do it. I agree, for sure. Uh, But let's go ahead and move on. That game, not too much else to talk about. And uh, let's talk about Chiefs-Patriots. The Chiefs take it 27-17. Very similar to what I predicted this weekend. I don't remember what score I said, but I said that the Chiefs weren't going to play well, but it's the Patriots, so they'd win by, you know, two scores or, or more, and that's exactly what happened. Patrick Mahomes had a great game despite the two interceptions. 27 for 37, 305, two touchdowns, two interceptions. I will give the Patriots this. They put a lot of pressure on Pat Mahomes this week, and that's something that he has really had an issue with all year is when he's got people in his face this year. He is not passing the ball well. They slowed him down a little bit, but 305 is uh 305. Uh you had no Isaiah Pacheco in this game. So Clyde Edwards, Lair, and Jarek McKinnon were getting the snaps and Neither of them really producing anything in the run game. But Rashi Rice having one of his better games this season, nine receptions, 91 yards, and a touchdown uh, on nine targets was great. Travis Kelsey, though, got pretty shut down. Five receptions, 28 yards is just simply not Travis Kelsey that we know.
1: Yeah. Also, I'm surprised you didn't talk about a single drop that the Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers had. Travis Kelsey drops one in the end zone. Terry Kadarius Tony, I feel like we talk about him every week,
0: yeah, we can't another, stop we literally another, cannot stop talking about a Kadarius Tony dropping the football,
1: another one like literally hit his hands, popped up, easy pick, yeah, like nothing Pat Mahomes literally hit him perfectly in stride,
0: yeah, it was pretty bad <laughs> I, yeah, no, I will say,
1: and Mahomes is getting he was fired up after that too, like. He avoided uh, fucking Kadarius Tony for the rest of the game. I don't like blame him. the game on the sideline, everything like that. Kelsey showing some leadership going over there, making sure he's all right, but Mahomes is tired of it. Yeah. You can easily tell.
0: Yeah. And for the Patriots, um, what is there to say, man? Kevin Harris had a rushing touchdown. Hunter Henry. yeah, Great game. Demario Douglas, I think, got all three receptions on the same drive in order and did nothing else for the rest of the game. Uh, Zeke sucks. Yeah. Still he, in case you forgot because of last week, he still sucks.
1: Yeah, man, this, this game was pretty boring.
0: Yeah, it, it was. I, I, I had it I, on the TV and it sucked.
1: I did like the Jarek McKinnon touchdown pass to Rashi Rice. I will. did think that was pretty sick.
0: That was, that was definitely sick. Um, but let's move on to the next one. Saints 24, Giants 6. Tommy DeVito has lost the Magic. Is that fair to say?
1: Well, he got beat up.
0: Dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was bad. It was, uh, it was pretty brutal. But, um, yeah, New Orleans just kind of went in there and did their job. Derek Carr, as per usual, under 225 passing yards, but he had three touchdowns. Um, made Alvin Kamara do all the hard work getting him down the field 16 carries 66 yards for him and um yeah Kamara also catching the ball quite a bit five receptions 44 yards they spread the ball out pretty well both teams did really but let's let's be honest there's nothing to talk about here but Jimmy Graham three straight weeks with a touchdown he's got eight receptions on the year for four touchdowns it's ridiculous man. he's a monster he is in the fact that he's even still in the NFL is crazy but he's also catching touchdowns it's like it's they only insane. use him in the red zone yeah he has 39 receiving yards this year
1: that's insane hey good for him you
0: know yeah shout still out getting did better than Taysom Hill today that guy was a mess fuck off but um yeah, look, the Giants still suck. Um, that's not gonna change. Saquon Barkley stunk it up in this game. Nine carries, fourteen yards. Um couldn't get pa- he couldn't get past Brian Brees,
1: man. Brian yeah. Brees was a fucking stone wall
0: today. Yeah, and then Brian Brees um sacked Tommy DeVito and did the the Italian thing, the the hand. <laughs> it was great. What a guy. Yeah. I'll give him his props. That was that was pretty nice. Um Yeah, there's not much else to say about this one. Randy Bullock hit us 56-yarder on like the first drive of the game and like pulled his hamstring. <laughs> and it forced uh Jamie Gillen to uh the punter to kick field goals, which he he kicked a field goal and he made it uh from 40. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so tough. Go out there, kick a fifty six yarder and hurt yourself. I think he didn't even hurt himself on the field goal, he hurt himself on the kickoff, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Which is even worse. <laughs> I'm
1: about to say, like you're feeling good. You just yeah. nailed a fifty six yarder. Go to just, you know, something you do.
0: Literally easily. like five times a game. Just snap. Yeah, it is uh it's brutal. But let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. <laughs> Panthers, nine, Falcons, seven. All right. Yeah, I don't blame you for taking the headphones off. It, nobody wants to to witness this. This is sad. Um, I. You know what? Let's just take this off the wall. <laughs> just get this out of this. Come on. You got it. There you got right. it. Let's just yeah. get rid of it. Let's get rid of it.
1: Don't need it. You know what else we need to get rid of? Arthur
0: fucking Smith. Yes. This guy should be standing on a street corner begging for money tomorrow morning. (laughs) If he has a job tomorrow, I will lose my fucking mind.
1: Yeah. Like, Chargers just went ahead and got rid of Staley.
0: Yeah. Arthur Smith literally cannot coach a team. Like, our defense is so fucking good. Ryan Nielsen is an amazing defensive coordinator and it's mm-hmm. completely wasted by Arthur Smith and Dave Ragone or whatever the fuck his name is, the offensive coordinator. Both of them just simply have an inability to coach a team. I I, I genuinely don't understand it. Like, this Falcons team could have won this division. Am I saying we're going to win the Super Bowl? Fuck no. We were never going to get past the first round because we would have ended up playing the Cowboys or the Eagles – and that would have fucked us. We would have lost there. But you can beat the 1 and 12 Carolina Panthers. And you can
1: win the worst division in the NFL.
0: Yeah. You literally have a great chance to do it. And you have great players on this team. Desmond Renner is not one of them. 152, one touchdown, one interception. But Bijan Robinson got. Seven carries for 11 yards and he fumbled. That was fucking horrible. Tyler Algier actually had an okay game. 14 carries, 45 yards isn't horrible. But if you just had a fucking competent quarterback and maybe you told the guys to hold on to the fucking ball, we'd have been okay. Like I said on Friday, I'm not worried about the Panthers. I'm still not worried about the Panthers. They only scored nine points. I'm more worried about the Falcons. Like, that's, that's what it's come to. And, like, the Panthers literally did not play well. Chuba Hubbard had a pretty good game, 87 yards on the ground. But, like, Bryce Young, 167 passing yards. Better than Desmond Ritter. Yeah. <laughs> but still not good. It's not hard to be better than Desmond Ritter.
1: Yo, Bryce Young better than Desmond Ritter?
0: I think I could have said that when Bryce Young was still in college.
1: Put put, put Bryce Young behind Atlanta's O line.
0: But then again, I guess Desmond Ritter does have an issue with beating Bryce Young. Not very good at it last time I checked.
1: Yeah, last time. (laughs) Score was a little bit
0: different. That's true. But Bryce (laughs) Bryce was still on top. But like, there's not a world where you should be losing a game where you give up nine points.
1: Yeah. And also, CP. What are we doing, man? Five carries, negative two yards.
0: Yeah, but he got a touchdown <laughs> off of that weird fucking play that they ran. That I it worked. It got us a touchdown. Thank God for Janu Smith getting us all the way down the field.
1: Yeah, like on, yeah. What's up with the passing game?
0: Like yeah, Desmond Rooter is um, what's up with the passing game.
1: Bijan one reception. Kyle Pitts three receptions. Ah, Drake London good. only had three targets.
0: Yeah. Kyle Pitts had four, and he had the like, most. It,
1: did they not see that catch against Tampa Bay last week?
0: I guess not. Feed but him the ball. I think for um, for us moving forward with this season, um, I think the only conversation should be who's going to be our head coach next year. Uh, Arthur, in my mind right now, Arthur Smith is fired. Um, whether he doesn't get fired or not, he's fired, and we'll have a new head coach next year. So I'm just going to go ahead and start the conversation now. Um I don't know what is best for us, if we should go offensive-minded or if we should go defensive. Offensive, if we're going offensive, I want Ben Johnson from the Lions or Frank Smith, the offensive coordinator for the Dolphins. Either one of those two, I want to see it. Because the Lions, simply because this offense is amazing that they're running right now, and it's very similar to ours where we have two good running backs and we have a pretty good fast – reliable hands, number 1 wide receiver, great young tight end. Lines up similarly, we just need the quarterback. Frank Smith works because Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, Cordero Patterson, they're all positionless. These guys can do whatever they need. That's exactly what Frank Smith has done with the Dolphins is kind of revolutionized this positionless offense and I think it would work well for the Falcons once again, if we have the quarterback for it. So those are my two offensive-minded candidates for a head coach. If we're going defensive, either just give Ryan Nielsen the job, our current defensive coordinator, because he has been amazing this season, or go and get Brian Flores, who is just kind of up there in Minnesota waiting on a new head coaching job after he got screwed by the Dolphins and the entire NFL. Or, go get Mike McDonald, who I think makes the most sense. He's the defensive coordinator for Baltimore. He was a coach at UGA. He was a student that attended UGA. He went to Centennial High School in Roswell, where he played football and baseball. Or maybe football and basketball. I can't remember. But, the guy has connections to the the city. He has connections to Georgia. And, he's got connections now to Todd Munkin with obviously with Baltimore and then fun fact about him. The only teams or the only head coaches he's ever worked under are Mark Richt, uh, John Harbaugh and Jim Harbaugh. Cause he spent a year at Michigan. Hmm. So I, I like Mike McDonald probably the most just because of the ties to Georgia and all of that. Um, it would play in pretty well uh, in my eyes. And I, I, you know he's running probably the second best, maybe the best defense in the NFL. I'll I'll go ahead and say second, because the 49ers exist. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm at right now. Arthur Smith is unemployed, uh, and I want a new head coach and a new like offensive that. coordinator. If anybody's uh, interested,
1: yeah, I definitely I think we'll go the more defensive route. Yeah, mainly because that's where we've seen the most success in the past couple of years. Yeah, like, and then the, go out the and find an
0: it. offensive coordinator. Yeah, like yeah. don't don't make – because like what happened when Arthur Smith came in was like we were an offensive team and, and all that, and then like that has now entirely changed. We're a defensive team for sure. Our best players, uh, our biggest roles are being played on the defense right now. That's where your head coach should be because that's – that's who you need to lead the team, is the best players. They need to align with the head coach, and then the offense can be you know, catered by an offensive coordinator that genuinely knows what he's doing and isn't just a puppet for Arthur Smith. Exactly. So that's how I feel. I don't care about the football that's being played for the Falcons this year anymore.
1: Yeah, I give up. I, you know, I don't even want to make playoffs if Arthur Smith's still at the head coach spot.
0: Agreed. Even if... Even if we were to win and like, get to the wild card, we're going to lose anyway because Arthur Smith is our head coach and Desmond Ridder is our quarterback. Because realistically, you have the Colts, the Bears, and the Saints. That's those are three winnable games, exactly for sure. Now they're not, not at all. Unless we have one I... hell of an interim head coach next week. If
1: Arthur Smith is head coach, I think we go zero and three.
0: For sure. Honestly.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Because Colts, definitely. Gardner, Minshew, like, we'll we'll keep him contained and we'll cut out Michael Pittman away. Yeah. Jesse, Jesse, B, Jesse Bates will be hawking him all day.
0: Yep. Yeah, the but deep was- ball definitely won't play uh, against the Falcons. It's really just about stopping the run with them. Uh, but let's move on to uh, our next game here. Rams 28, Commanders 20. This game was way closer than it needed to be, and honestly, I expected more points out of both of these offenses. Um, not to say that these offenses played bad, but Sam Howell goes down, um, and then Jacoby Brissett enters the game. Actually, plays pretty well, eight for ten, one twenty four, two touchdowns. But man, I don't, I don't really know what happened today uh, with the Commanders. I feel like this offense still should have run much better.
1: Yeah, well, you're missing Brian Robinson. Yeah, that's a, that's a big. Big key uh, person that you're missing. But, yeah, Jacoby Brissett looked great. He played two drives, eight for 10, 124, two touchdowns. Yeah. Sam Howell did not look great. He just couldn't find the consistency to throw. He was 11 for 26. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. But when you look at the other side, Kyron ran for 152 yards on 27 carries and a touchdown. He also, you're talking about not a lot of points. Felt like should have been more. He fumbled twice, one in the red zone that probably was guaranteed points right there, the other one they were driving, so probably another guaranteed points. Yeah, so that's essentially fourteen points off the board. Yeah, but is it safe to say Cooper Cup is back? Oh, like yeah. is like so is sick. it? I that's two weeks in a row that he has just gone insane.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's he's playing great, and like Puka isn't like having to take like a back seat. Like they got the same amount of targets. Cooper Cup just played a better game. Um, Puka didn't play bad. Five receptions, fifty yards, definitely not bad. Um but yeah, I think uh I think this Rams offense definitely has some legs to it. Just like this defense kind of struggles um in some places where they really shouldn't. Um and I think part of that just comes from the fact that the defensive line is good. Of course, Aaron Donald is there um and like Ernest Jones is a good linebacker it just doesn't seem like there's enough firepower in the secondary obviously you lose Jalen Ramsey in the off season um but yeah I've, i just i feel like they need to go out and and find guys for that now if they want to win yeah i mean obviously they good, can't do they, it now i mean next year if they want to
1: yeah there's win. Some, there's some good secondary pieces i think they should go after in the
0: draft yeah uh, that too
1: Cooper DeJean being one of them.
0: Yeah, because do did, did the Rams have a first round pick this year? I think they still do.
1: I don't think they traded away.
0: Because I know last year's went to the Lions. I just, I don't remember.
1: Yeah, I think this year, this year they should have it. All right, we'll figure it out. But they sh- they should have a first round pick. If I will figure it out. That is yeah, means It's going to look right now.
0: Yeah, they've got him. They got one first rounder, one second, third, fourth, fifth. They got two or no, three sixths, I think. Or they have a sixth from Denver and then they're projected two compensatory picks in the sixth and two compensatory picks in the seventh.
1: I think within I think within the f- five round first five rounds, they need to get two secondary pieces.
0: Yeah. There there is some very good uh defensive backs, so it'll be uh interesting to see. I I definitely agree. I I think they will go after one in the draft, but um, not really all that much here else to talk about with this one. It was a good win for the Rams, um, kind of fending off the late push from Washington, but they still get it done.
1: Um, one more thing, yeah.
0: One, one more thing. Also, Kyron Williams before this game,
1: two hundred and four rush attempts in his career, straight
0: without a fumble,
1: and then he has two. This is yeah, it's tough crazy thing to look at
0: that is that is a, a real tough one to see but let's get into the next one uh if you're from Arizona this was a tough one to see 49ers 45 Cardinals 29 and I will say give it up for the Cardinals putting up 29 points scoring on the opening drive like look yeah never thought this offense was gonna look that good it did problem is the 49ers are way better and Chris McCaffrey is just Ooh. Fucking ungodly. Like, 18 carries, 115, and a touchdown. But he also led in receiving yards and receptions. Five receptions, 72 yards, two touchdowns. Debo had two more touchdowns. That guy's on the streak of a lifetime. Kittle had a good game. Probably the most quiet Ayuk has been in, in weeks. Um, Brock Purdy really didn't have to throw the ball all that much. Uh, but Kyler Murray just struggling, throwing the picks there at the end, um, just a, a bad one. A great one though for um Javarius Ward getting both of those picks, one of them being a pick six, um, yeah, one hell of a game for him. And then you've got um Fred Warner getting half a sack in this game, and obviously as he does uh, leading in tackles, uh Javon Kinlaw getting a, a sack, Chase Young splitting one, Nick Bosa getting a sack. Really his only action of the game. Um, Bosa got pretty shut down, uh, by the Cardinals. But overall, uh, you know, Trey McBride played well for the Cardinals. James Conner played well. Amari DiMarcato played well as well. It's just not enough. 49ers are too good.
1: Yeah. All right. So two things here. Kyler Murray, whenever he is pressured, he just throws the ball up yeah, in the air and just bad. does not know where it's going. Really bad. Like the amount of times he was just like leaning on his back foot about to fall over, just throws it up. Like that last touchdown, uh, touchdown pass he threw. Luckiest shit I've ever seen. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> Definitely. Like what? That was that was about as lucky as uh, Jake Browning to T Higgins, if yeah, I had to say. I agree. Um, uh, but no, and also, if you have a team where Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel are on the same team, that's unfair.
0: True, and then you yeah. add in Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. It's yeah, more unfair.
1: It's, it's like what the fuck. And then okay, cool, they're off the field. Let's bring their defense out on the field. Yeah. Like <laughs> come on. No, right it's, now, it's right insane. now they're my favorites to win the whole thing. They're they're my for the way sure. that the way they are playing right now. Yeah. It, Brock Purdy got beat up
0: pretty Definitely.
1: bad today. And I know 49ers holding their breath because he came off the field for a little bit, but then he was back. So
0: Yeah, I, I got a feeling he'll be all right. But uh um, who do
1: they finish out with?
0: So, oh, their, got, yeah, the remainder yeah. of their schedule, uh, not yeah, bad. Raven. Yeah, Ravens. Yeah, that's that's a Super Bowl preview. I was
1: about to say that. I'm
0: I'm gonna go ahead and say that. That's Super Bowl preview. Ravens 49ers on Christmas too. That's gonna be a fucking great game to watch. Yeah, it, programming cool. reminder: in case you're wondering, we are recording on Christmas Eve. There will be an episode on Christmas Day. Second short stops for nobody. Um, so. Well, obviously, okay, you won't hear about the Ravens game then, still. <laughs> but second shortstop for no one. There will be an episode that day. Um, Yeah, so they go Ravens, Commanders, Rams. Obviously, Commanders, Rams should be a win for this 49ers team.
1: Rams is going to be an interesting game.
0: Honestly. It will. I agree. I think it's going to be. If I just think Card- that the 49ers defense is good enough to stop them.
1: Yeah, well, here's the thing. If the Cardinals can put up 29... 29- Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, a little bit better.
0: I think part of this was a matter okay. of just like they were—they're game planning for the Ravens. This was definitely a look—look look ahead type of game, and they still put up forty-five.
1: But it's also one of those games, like, so say they win the next two, they're—they're they're already looking into the playoffs. Yeah, they're writing sure. the Rams off last game of the regular season.
0: Then again, they might not even have to win. Yeah. Depends on, you know, what the Eagles do tomorrow against the Seahawks today as you're listening because, um, you know, the Cowboys fell, which we will definitely talk about in just a second. Um, you know, those are really, like, I guess the Lions are pushing up on them, but the 49ers have a game in hand on everybody um, except the Eagles as of right now, and they might not really have to do anything when it comes to Week 18 because uh, the Eagles don't have the easiest route either. Yeah, Absolutely. But uh yeah, let's uh let's talk about this Cowboys game. Uh well really it was the Bills game. Uh in Buffalo. Bills win it thirty-one ten. Uh a late touchdown for the Cowboys, a, a rushing touchdown by CeeDee Lamb. Uh weird. Uh but the Bills looked phenomenal on the ground only. Josh Allen did nothing. <laughs> like he literally did nothing. When is Josh Allen? Going to combine for just over 100 and what? What is that? 118, 108? Yeah, 118 uh, rushing and passing yards combined. That he is- had 94 passing yards. He only threw the ball 15 times, seven completions. But James Cook, holy shit, 25 carries, 179 in a touchdown, and he only had a long of 24. Like this guy was just consistently. Give him the ball, 20 yards. Give him the ball, 7 yards. Give him the ball, 15 yards. Just over and over and over again. And the Cowboys just kept putting the Bills in great field position early, early in the drives, punting the ball. And the Bills were just able to just stop them.
1: Absolutely. This new new Bills offense behind this new OC is so impressive.
0: Yeah, they're great.
1: the whole dynamic and the whole energy has just changed.
0: Yeah. And, like, the the Bills' offensive line, like Dawkins, just tossing Micah Parsons around.
1: Micah Parsons is washed.
0: Okay. Chill. Nah, I'm, just fucking, I'm Chill. just fucking
1: with you.
0: <laughs> Chill, bro. I don't want to get – actually, no, I would love to get mentioned on his Bleacher Report show, so have at it.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm not going down that road. Yeah, I'm going to get crowned by everybody.
0: Yeah, no, he's definitely not washed. But two total tackles, no QB hits, no sacks. He had a couple of pressures, I think three or four. Just a bad game. But speaking of standouts on this defense that are having bad games, Deron Bland just keeps getting burnt. You pointed this out to me before the podcast. He sucks. Like, they didn't even throw the ball much in this game. He still looked like shit.
1: Yeah. And, like, it's just his next Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. It's either a pick six or a, a giving up a touchdown. Like, come on now.
0: Yeah. And I also, I, I want to point this out because they talked about it on the broadcast. It's just kind of bad luck for Dalton Kincaid. Um, he was prepared for it to be raining and wet. Uh, He was wearing like wet, like rain gloves, essentially, which have to be wet. And the ball has to be wet for them to actually work. It just didn't rain. And he, still had those gloves on dropped two passes right through his hands <laughs> changed gloves was fine but he didn't get another target yeah it, <laughs> so that's kind of tough it was
1: tough. raining just not hard enough
0: yeah yeah but yeah this game definitely I was definitely surprised and and I know a big part of this I think is that first of all the Cowboys have not been good on the road they're 3 and 3 going into this one uh this season but they just played three straight home games. It kind of makes sense that they were going to play bad in such a hostile away environment, but now you look ahead and you're like, oh, they got to go on the road to the Dolphins next week. The Dolphins could beat them next week, yeah. but then again, the Dolphins don't like beating teams above 500, so maybe we not. We got to see where we got to see where Tyreek's at. Yeah, that's a definitely a big factor, but like. Cowboys got to make some some big big changes going into next week if they want to win that game. What just happened, what? bro?
1: Nathan Nathan's got to be punching air right now. Why? Because Brandon McManus just missed his second field goal. Goodness! It doesn't matter. Nathan's gonna put up nothing anyway. I know, but it's just like it's like kicking a man while he's already on. Like while yeah, he's already he's fat.
0: already last in the league. He was projected eighty eight points halfway through the four o'clock slate, just let him suffer. (laughs) Nathan, I know you're listening to this. I'm not sorry at all.
1: Yeah. Somebody had to do it. Yeah.
0: Somebody had to be the worst fantasy team. And I think we kind of all expected it to be you.
1: (laughs) At the beginning of the season, I expected it to be me with all my injuries.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The injuries got you, but you like to make trades. Some of them work. Some definitely don't. Debo Debo would be
1: nice on my team right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, But yeah, I think uh, I think the Cowboys are in an interesting position now because they're ten and four, so like they're they're still in it for sure. Problem is that one of the other teams that's in it is in their division and might win on Monday night to uh, take back the division lead. Because like we, you know, last week we're talking about. Cowboys, Eagles, like this is a you know this wins the the division, and all of a sudden you get the uh, the rug pulled out from under you. So, props to the Bills though, kind of turning things around. Now they're eight and six; they can make the playoffs too.
1: Yeah, they're definitely making a push. Who do they? Uh, Bills. Who they end with? Yeah, Chargers, they end.
0: Yeah, Chargers, Patriots, 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 Patriots. Patriots Dolphins. Chargers, Patriots wins. Dolphin,
1: Dolphins to end the
0: season in Miami is going to be interesting. The thing is, is if, you know, if you're at 10 wins in the AFC, you might have to get that 11th. Yeah,
1: they already beat the Dolphins once, 48-20.
0: Yeah. So, like, right now in the AFC, the Bills come in at 9 right now. So they're they're on the outside looking in uh, because the Texans – uh win the tie break over Buffalo based on best win percentage in conference games. Absurd tiebreaker. Um uh, and so they would have to jump the Texans and the Colts to get in. Oh, I guess Texans and or, or whatever the Bengals, uh, who are all eight and six uh, as well, that all have the tiebreakers over Buffalo uh, due to uh, the win percentage of conference games. And then uh, the Bengals have the uh, the head-to-head over the Bills. But, yeah, they are certainly in the running. They definitely have a chance to, uh, to make something happen. And then again, they could catch the Dolphins. Um, I know they just played a, a really great game, but – they could lose to the Cowboys. Like, the Dolphins have the hardest three to finish. Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. And you're at the Ravens. The Bills could literally pass the Dolphins on the final game of the season. So, we'll have to see what happens. Um, But, for now, let's talk about what's happening right now uh, as Absolutely we speak. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, nothing. Uh, it is a couple minutes into the second quarter. Well, uh, the Ravens are moving down the field. There's a field goal uh, on the board for Baltimore. Uh, Justin Tucker from 43 yards out. But, yeah, nothing. Nothing else. Oh, that
1: was a... Like we said before, Brandon McManus, over 2 on field goals on the night. Yeah. Granted, I think they were both, like, over 50 yards, so...
0: Mm, that's tough.
1: Also, can we I know we already can we talk about how cheap tickets were to Carolina Atlanta
0: games? <laughs> yeah, forty five cents.
1: What? Yeah.
0: That is insane. Yeah, that's uh did you see how that's bad did you see how empty that stadium was?
1: Yeah. I, I it was saw raining up like,
0: there, like nobody wanted to go to that game.
1: I saw there was like something like under like two hundred people were in
0: it there. It looked like it, dude. I saw oh pick from Lamar Jackson. Who'd that go to? Number two. <laughs> don't know who that is.
1: Sean <laughs> uh, Jenkins.
0: All right. Well, turnover alert. Lamar Jackson throws a pick. Maybe Probably. I do have a chance to win in fantasy.
1: Let's get Zay Flowers <laughs> involved. What? Let's get Zay Flowers involved. How about that?
0: How about they just give the ball to Gus Edwards and Keaton Mitchell for the rest of the game so that Lamar Jackson cannot put up points? And then Jake Elliott can win me fantasy by putting up like 25.
1: <laughs> is that how much you're down by right now?
0: Probably like 30
1: It's 126 to 112
0: Oh, okay So yeah, I need Lamar and Isaiah likely to do nothing For the rest of the game
1: Bro, if that's the case and Jake Elliott wins you this
0: game that is... I'm gonna be, the problem is that If I'm down by 14 points At the end of this game Then I should've just started Matt Gay Cause he put up 14 and a half In our league
1: Or just start Brock Purdy
0: Yeah, I could have just started Brock Purdy. All of this would be avoided. Um, But, you know, sometimes you just forget to make fantasy lineup changes. Because I 100% knew the Cowboys were not going to have a great game in Buffalo. Um, And I also knew that Brock Purdy was playing against the Cardinals. Nonetheless, um, we got Monday Night Football tomorrow. Great matchup. Eagles-Seahawks. The Eagles have to just shit stomp them, and I don't think they will just because it's in Seattle. Um
1: I think it's gonna be a one score game.
0: Yeah, which right, kind yeah. of it seems surprising considering the Seahawks are six and seven, but like the Seahawks can play well and they can definitely play bad. They're on a four game losing streak, so that certainly doesn't help their odds. Um end know, at some is Gino back?
1: Uh I I think I saw, he's I questionable. Think he is back, he's questionable, but he should be back from what I've been seeing.
0: Okay, uh, so they, apparently they said today on NFL Sunday on Fox, he is facing an uphill battle to play. Uh, it's not a great sign. Let's just say he doesn't. <laughs> let's say Was he doesn't just, play. Drew Locke. Drew Locke's not winning a game, that's for sure. Um, he didn't look bad his last game. Yeah, but the Eagles will be able to take advantage of him. The The only thing is that the Eagles' secondary sucks. So, Check. considering how Metcalf. good... Yeah, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, JSN. I think JSN's hurt. Um, Jake Bobo. Owen oh. <laughs> um,
1: Charbonnet in the passing game. And Kenneth Walker, I think, is fully back this week.
0: Okay. So, yeah, maybe. But I think Philly's going to win. Um. Yeah, I made a prediction on Friday. I don't know what I said, but um, I think Jason's it's going to be. healthy, by the way. What? Jason's healthy. Oh, he is? Okay. Um, I'm going to just, I don't like I said, I don't remember what I said my prediction was for this game. I'm just going to make a new one. Uh, I'm going to go Eagles 27, Seahawks 20.
1: Okay. I got 35 to 28.
0: Okay. High scoring. Yep. I like it. All right, you ready to talk about some uh, some MLB off season news? Because uh, oh, quite a bit yeah. has gone down since you were last on the pod. Um, and I know,
1: and Luke took over on the perfect episode to talk about Shohei Otani. Yeah, I was
0: so pissed. Yeah, it was. Uh, it couldn't have been better timing um, for you to not be here. It's crazy <laughs> that that happened. I will say, uh, oh, but we man. have some fun some fun deals to talk about. Oh, absolutely. For sure, and we'll start off with one that I'm very excited about. Jung-Hoo Lee signs a six-year, $113 million deal with the San Francisco Giants.
1: That's a phenomenal pickup. Yes, it is.
0: They address the outfield with a KBO Gold Glove-winning center fielder who is amazing at defense, and he's a great hitter as well. This guy should be amazing. Obviously you never know cuz there's plenty of guys yeah. that have come from Japan and Korea that simply aren't that good. I think he's going to be good. I think, you know, obviously defense translates for sure. <laughs> Even if hitting ability doesn't, defense definitely translates. Uh ask Young Kim who played in the KBO, his defense translated. Um so yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to watch him play. I think that's a great deal as well. 6 years, 113 million. Getting a guy for 6 years in his first six years in the MLB with your organization, um, this is definitely a good look. So uh, I'm very excited for that one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be a finale.
0: This next thing really got me going. I I as soon as I saw it, I text you. I'm like, yeah. what? Well, this okay. So we, me and Luke, kind of talked about it because it it happened on the podcast uh, when we were recording on Thursday. Tyler Glasnow and Manuel Margot got traded to the Dodgers for Ryan Pepio and Johnny DeLuca. And then Tyler Glasnow the next day signs a 5-year, 136.5 million dollar extension. What the fuck? Shit don't make sense. It doesn't. And like that's that's a lot of money for Tyler Glasnow who simply hasn't done anything since they banned sticky stuff.
1: Yeah. Like, they're banking on him just to be good with the change of scenery.
0: Yeah, and, like, the guy is so injury-prone. Mm-hmm.
1: To an already injury-prone rotation.
0: Yeah. Like, it's Yeah. It's very interesting. Like very I, interesting. I still think they need more starting pitching. I'd love yeah. for them to not get it, but they definitely are going to keep looking.
1: I I like Manuel Margot, though.
0: I do like, as well. Just is adding a, adding a good defensive outfielder, uh, with a decent bat.
1: You know who he reminds me of that on the Dodgers.
0: Who, who is this Chris
1: comparison? Taylor. Chris Taylor.
0: Oh, okay, I thought you were gonna go somewhere just like way different. No, like I like you reminds- easier or something.
1: No, his defense sucks.
0: I know. I thought you were just gonna pull a random Dodger, but no, Chris Taylor makes sense. Yeah, he he reminds me of Trace Thompson. <laughs> yeah, that, that's hold on. Is that is that the comparison you wanted? I need a. I I gotta think of a better one. You know
1: he signed. He, you know he just signed with the Mets.
0: Trace Thompson. Yeah. Who cares, bro? <laughs> Mets making moves. Oh shit! They're gonna win the World Series. They better. They better practice their celebration of spring training again.
1: I'm telling you, it's the Royals that are going to the World Series. I'm telling you.
0: Maybe. We'll talk about them in a second. But let's talk about some of the Braves moves. Uh, They acquired Matt Carpenter and Ray Kerr, uh, relief pitcher, it. from the Padres for Drew Campbell. I love it. I don't get it.
1: <laughs> I, I like Ray Kerr.
0: Okay. Yeah, I like that one. I don't care for Matt Carpenter at all.
1: Oh, I, I, I think we could potentially try to flip Matt
0: Carpenter. I think we will. Personally. Honestly,
1: but Ray Kerr is a great did, young pitcher. Did Jacksonville just throw a pick?
0: Yeah, Jacksonville just threw a pick. Yeah, you know, and I'm or sorry, no, fumble. For, sorry, fumble I'm sorry
1: for anyone who has direct TV and you know, can't just watch can't the watch the fucking game. <laughs> definitely not like that's definitely not me. No,
0: it's definitely not Colin for sure. That's why he keeps asking me what's happening instead of saying it before it happens because I'm watching on YouTube TV. all right well yeah i i like picking up a relief pitcher for sure um you know giving up a a prospect outfielder that was never going to come up definitely don't have a problem with that um and yeah like if if we keep matt carpenter cool nice bench bat uh then again in this day and age bench bats don't matter because you don't have to pinch hit ever uh pretty much He would be a guy that we give, like, Azuna a day off and we DH Matt
1: Carpenter or something like that. Or, like, you Uh, could
0: even give, you know, somebody in the infield a day off and he could play all around the infield.
1: Yeah. So I'd rather have him at third or second base. Yeah, I was going to say
0: second base. Because I know Ozzy has had a couple of uh, injuries over the last couple of years, so, you know, having some depth there, considering that Orlando RC is pretty locked in at shortstop. Um. But, yeah, I I definitely see Carpenter getting flipped. Um, But David Fletcher got outrighted to Gwinnett. Um, If that tells me anything, he's getting flipped as well. Because that's clearly just a we're about to trade you and we don't want you on the active roster. Yeah. That's exactly what that move is to me. So you think we... Because that's what we did to Evan White. Evan White got outrighted and then we traded him.
1: You think we flip him to go after like a Cease every every day? Every single
0: player that we trade for is getting flipped for Dylan Cease. Awesome,
1: (laughs) twelve man trade for Dylan Cease. Yeah, yeah, uh, because we already we already
0: sent Stassi to the White Sox for nothing, so yeah. I don't think
1: I don't think we're gonna get Hurry out because he
0: he resigned actually.
1: Yeah, he's. And that's what I was about to say. He resigned with Arizona. Yeah, and I don't. Which see I guess Kellenick,
0: we're we're going for. I I, I mean, really are like, sticking it out with him.
1: I think we give him a chance, and if we need to go out at the,
0: yeah, the if we have to go out at the depth. deadline and get a left fielder, honestly, I don't care if we have to put Marcelo Zuna in left field. I don't mind it at all. <laughs> like he's not good at left field, that's for sure. Jared Kellenick can at least physically throw a baseball. Um, Marcelo Zuna looks possibly the most awkward trying to throw a baseball for a professional baseball player.
1: Uh, have you seen Jordan Alvarez try to throw a baseball from the outfield?
0: Yeah, but those guys are both just absolute <laughs> DHs. Like it, it, it blows my mind that Marcelo Zuna made a name for himself playing for the Marlins and playing yeah. left field.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that, uh, that outfield was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, and defense did not matter. No, not Because you, ha- you had Marcelo Zuna and Giancarlo Stanton on the same team, and I think they were just putting Yelly in center field.
1: Yeah, Yelly was their center fielder.
0: Yeah, and he's just definitely a right fielder. He's not fast enough to play center field. That's Absolutely. totally against the point. We don't need to be talking about, like, the 2014 Marlins. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the type of shit that we get into on this podcast, people. Get used to it.
1: Yeah, just imagine conversations not on the podcast.
0: oh yeah oh my god dude we are literally like we become those videos of people where like they just do a video where they just say names me and colin do that unironically sitting like doing nothing we'll say a name and we'll yeah we try to see like like, that reminds me of this guy and then it's just it's a wormhole from there um yeah, but yeah, okay. Back to what I was saying. David Fletcher got outrighted to Gwinnett. I think that means he's getting flipped. Um, look, AA is a genius. This guy just knows how to flip players. This guy knows how to trade for the right guys. Somehow, like, it seems like there's not a lot of guys we've traded for. They're just like useless. So hopefully, Kellenick doesn't start a bad trend. Um, and uh, I did. <laughs> I got a. I got a little tweet notification from. Um, the very popular mlb parody account fax sports uh mlb um, which i wanted to send to luke really bad and see if i could trick him um they said uh Braves acquire carlos rodon from Yankees for matt carpenter
1: <laughs> oh dude i can only imagine his reaction oh to that oh my god he would have
0: he would have he would have been happy but mad. He would have felt every emotion at the same time. That
1: but would have been...
0: Since you, since you brought it up, Lourdes Gurriel staying in Arizona, we'll go ahead and talk about it. Three years, $42 million. Um, Very team-friendly deal for how good he's been in left field. And obviously, they're trying to keep the band back together, it seems like. But adding Erod into that rotation... um, I think their 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 deals definitely aren't done. I think they have a few more in their bag. Um, they want to run it back, and I, I think they can with this yeah, lineup. No,
1: honestly, I think yeah, you know, coming so close, uh, Gurriel, he wants another shot.
0: Yeah, you know, they're building, so,
1: they're building something special over there in Arizona.
0: Yeah, and I don't blame him for wanting to be a part of it uh, instead of just you know jumping ship like many people would to just go try and win a World Series. Um, yeah. Definitely don't blame him for it. But let's move on to the next thing, the Giants. Still showing interest in Yamamoto. Still showing interest in Imanaga. Um, I would love for them to pick up both of them, honestly, Uh, just because that means the Dodgers won't, and it won't, means the Mets won't, and the Yankees won't. Um, That's the big deal to me. <laughs> yeah. I can't have those three teams signing great players. But I do want to talk about, Something that I did not put on the prep sheet. Um, something very underrated, possibly. Because we talked about how, how uh, Yamamoto said he wants to play with fellow Japanese players. Could he go to the Cardinals and play with Lars Nupar? They were together oh. the other day. <laughs> Bro,
1: I didn't even think about yeah.
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Lars is doing some heavy recruiting yeah. right now. I believe Yoshi uh Yoshinobu Yamamoto posted him on his Instagram story of them together.
1: Oh shit!
0: I don't know where they were. Um, I don't think. Pretty it's sure. Happen. Pretty sure Yamamoto's in California right now. Um, so I don't know. It seems like. Seems like it could happen, but then again, the Cardinals have signed I think four starting pitchers this off season, so I, I, think- I doubt they're going for him.
1: I think Yamamoto is gonna go to the Giants. Yeah, and that lefty is going to the Red Sox. It's gonna be one, one or the other, one okay. and one.
0: Yeah, is the way I well, see it. We'll talk about the next thing that I have on here. The Giants and the Red Sox have both made offers over three hundred million for Yamamoto. Damn, it's a shit ton of money. But like people are saying that he's the number one starting pitcher available, and the reigning NL Cy Young winner Blake Snell is out there. Like that's seen that, that is uh, high everyone's, praise. Everyone's
1: seeing that Shohei contract, they're like, "Yeah, I need, I need more money." Yeah.
0: Well, and also a lot of the starting pitching market is waiting on Yamamoto because they can use that as leverage. They're gonna be like, "How'd you give this guy seven years, whatever? You know, three hundred million, eight years, three hundred million, and he's never played in the MLB?" I just, you know, for Blake Snell, I just won the Cy Young Award in the NL. Yeah. I've pitched in World Series games, like, that guy's got way more leverage than Yamamoto, who is simply upside as of right now.
1: Yeah, like, that's a, it, whoever signs him is taking a chance. Yeah. Like, you don't know what he's going to do. Yeah,
0: and I think that, honestly, Shohei might have created a bad example for other Japanese players to come over because, like, yeah. he just burst onto the scene. Obviously, like, his rookie year, his second year weren't, like, stellar. But, like, he is what he is now. He's the highest-paid player in the history of the sport. He's going to be the highest-paid player for quite some time. I have a feeling nobody's matching that for a little bit. Um, But now, you know, there's high expectations for Yoshida that uh, is with the Red Sox. There's high expectations for Kodai Senga. And and Seiya Suzuki and, and now coming into it Yamamoto and Imanaga and and really anybody that comes from the KBO or the or Japan because maybe they are the next Shohei Otani maybe they are gonna be the hitting side or the pitching side of Shohei Otani you never know but um, you know the Angels I guess they you could say they lucked out they their fan base was huge um, now they don't have him but. You know the the years they did have with him were certainly exciting. Definitely got people watching Angels baseball. Uh, I'm sure they made a lot of money off of it. So yeah, it's a big deal because it's it's bigger than just the baseball being played. When you sign one of these huge Japanese players like Yoshinobi Yamamoto is just as much of a star in Japan. You know when as Shohei was when he was coming over. So yeah, it, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a big deal for ever signs him.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, next thing, the Mariners showing some interest in Reese Hoskins.
1: I mean, might as well you got your new everyday first baseman in Bryce Harper. Yeah. Try yeah. to try to get something out of it. That's an interesting. I think interesting, he's a free
0: agent. I think Reese is a free agent. Yeah, so,
1: it's, it's, it's interesting. Um cause I still don't know if the Mariners need that. I don't think so.
0: Like Ty France has been kind of locking down for first base for them, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just I I don't see like I guess Hoskins can play corner outfield. Um, I I wouldn't trust him out there. I wouldn't either. He's not great at it.
1: No, I'm coming yeah. off an injury. Yeah, know, I
0: don't like, I don't love that landing spot, honestly. I think
1: if they sign him, I think he's a DH.
0: Yeah, but then again, they're they're in the market for Soler and Martinez. So who knows? I think. If- Okay, well, uh, let's let's make this easier. Who should sign Reese Hoskins? Cause he's going to get picked up.
1: Yeah, uh, let's see. Go through team. Dude, I like.
0: I can give you Iger. one that I don't hate.
1: Tigers could try to go make a move on him.
0: Yeah, isn't, to isn't Torkelson playing first, though?
1: Yeah, but you can get him to DH with Mickey, yeah. Mickey yeah, gone. That's true. Um,
0: I've got a sleeper. The Yankees. All
1: right. So uh, what's next? Let's move what? on.
0: Fuck the Yankees. Yeah, but they like Rizzo's not gonna cut it.
1: Yeah, no. They need a first great,
0: baseman, and that'd be a great pickup for them. Yeah, they they need a honestly. first baseman. They need maybe they need a DH. I guess Stanton's still there, but um, just keep bolstering that lineup. Why not?
1: You know people are going to get hurt.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's for sure. Um, somebody's going to miss some time on the Yankees. <laughs> if not everyone. <laughs> I, don't, I
1: don't hate it. I don't hate yeah. it. I just don't
0: see it. Okay. Fair enough. I don't, hate it. I just don't, see I don't it. know. Like with, with the big corner infielders possibly kind of getting off the board already with Candelario and, um, you know, now people are talking about Bellinger returning to the Cubs, which will is one of my notes. Um And then Matt Chapman, people have been talking about him returning to the Blue Jays. So, you know, your options are getting pretty slim uh, at first base. Um, So, I don't know. We'll see. But let's talk about the Reds. They're shopping Jonathan India. They've got a packed house in that infield right now. and It's a a lot of guys that that can play all over the infield, which is great. Um, But, like, they're already talking about putting Spencer Steer in the corner outfield. To let Jammer Candelario play first because like think about it. right now you've got you've got Ellie, you've got Incar or, uh, Incarnacion Strand, you've got Noelvi V. Marte, you've got Jonathan India, you've got Spencer Steer, you have um now Candelario. There is so many guys on this team that can play all over the infield.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I think I've just I think I missed one or two while going through that. But yeah, like they've been blessed with all of this talent. If Steer goes to the outfield, there's still too many guys in the infield. You've got to get rid of Jonathan India out of the pack. He yeah, simply just to, has not been good. He has not produced since that rookie of the year.
1: Yeah, pack package, package him up with some minor league talent yeah. that you have because your MLB uh, ready players are so young already. Yeah, you, you have the opportunity to give up those young
0: guys, to and I think try to, try to go get some pitching. I think it's pitching and it's a power hitting outfielder. Yeah, those are the two things they need. Because, C- like, when you look at the lineup, there's not much power. Like, you have obviously like Ellie De La Cruz can hit for power. Christian Encarnacion Strand can. Novi Marte can. Spencer Steer can but there's not like the the straight-up power hitter on that Reds team right now. Yeah, absolutely. You got a lot of good hitters. You got a lot of speedy guys. It just doesn't seem like they have the 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 boom sticks in that lineup that maybe they need. I agree with that. Because, like, Tyler Stevenson is a good power hitter, but, like, when you look at their outfield, Will Benson, TJ Friedel, Jake Fraley.
1: Yeah. All right, hear me out say they were to go out and just for dirt cheap go out and get Joey Gallo
0: That's not bad. And it adds in a lefty?
1: Lefty power hitter that yeah. you get him only doubles and home runs. That's
0: all you need. True. Who cares who cares if he leads the league in strikeouts? Yeah, and then again he won't play enough to lead the league in strikeouts, hopefully. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: He's not an everyday player. Yeah. But they could also go out and bring Adam Duvall back. True, something like that. Like I, I do of... like
0: Duvall. He's he's my yeah. favorite when it comes to uh, guys that can play all over the outfield and hit hit well. He's the guy. Yeah, I definitely Ooh, like I, that one.
1: There's also there's a sleeper bat on here, Grayson. Two of them actually, Cole Calhoun. Yeah, that's a sleeper. And then you also have, um. Dude, they could go out and get Eddie.
0: hmm
1: Like nobody's nobody snagged Eddie yet.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised. Honestly. I bet the Royals to... will. They're snagging everybody.
1: <laughs> Future bet ain't looking too bad Dude, right now. The Royals
0: now. are about to just literally be the Braves. <laughs> saying. Saying. Alright, well, let's talk uh, a couple of other things. Uh, another guy who could get traded. Framber Valdez, a stonehead. Yeah, dude, that one would be very, very interesting if they trade him. You know, I talk a lot of shit on him. He's a great I would not, pitcher. I would not mind him in Atlanta. <laughs> three point one three ERA last year. I mainly just bully him for his looks. Yeah, no, he has a he has a square head for sure. Yeah, but he's a great pitcher. Playoffs, I mean, maybe not. Regular season, the guy's insanely good. We use him
1: till the trade deadline and then
0: I don't hate we, it. We flip yeah. him. Or we just <laughs> sign Jordan Montgomery already. Just go out yeah. and do that. Don't even have to give anything up but money. Yeah. I I like that idea much better. Uh and it seems like the Rangers pretty uh pretty certain he's not coming back. Uh, they went out and signed Tyler Maley to a two year deal. Um but that was interesting yeah so isn't he isn't he hurt right now? I don't know he might be i'm pretty sure i am pretty
1: sure I saw that he was like he's look that shit up because I'm pretty sure he's he just had surgery on something
0: I'm curious he only made five oh yeah he went he underwent Tommy John in May, so he should be back for the start of the season.
1: Still, that's a risky, risky signing. Yeah, off for sure. Coming off Tommy John.
0: Yeah, yeah. He only hey, made five starts last year, and he's going to be like thirty.
1: Yeah, that's. I don't know how I feel about that.
0: Oh, actually, they're saying it will be later into twenty twenty four, and that his recovery in total will take about fourteen months.
1: I I don't know how I feel about that. You already yeah. have an
0: injury prone. That's the thing. You've already got. Jacob DeGrom, rehabbing from Tommy John. And then Max Scherzer is going to miss the next or the first few months of the season because he just had back surgery. Yeah. Maybe they need to sign somebody else. Maybe a guy that I said should go there that is now being heavily linked there. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Clayton Kershaw is going to the Rangers. For sure. This puts so much pressure on the Rangers to go out and get starting pitching. The first couple of months, especially if they're, they're not bringing back Jordan Montgomery. If they can't bring back Montgomery, they just signed Molly. He's not going to play for the like first couple of months. Scherzer's not going to play the first couple of months. DeGrom's not going to play the first couple of months. That's four pitchers that aren't playing for you. You need to go out and get guys because... All those kind of middle-of-the-pack guys that you could just kind of throw out there for the first couple months, they're all getting taken. They're all getting scooped up right now. Meanwhile, you're sitting here with your thumb in your ass doing nothing after winning a World Series.
1: Maybe they go out and try to get Framber.
0: Maybe. I, Yeah, that would be very interesting.
1: Stay in the state of Texas.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if the Astros would want to trade him to the Rangers considering they uh-huh. just beat them in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, uh, probably not, but we've seen weirder shit happen.
0: For sure. We uh, we definitely have. Um, all right, next thing, since we already kind of talked about Kershaw and Scherzer, the Royals. The hottest team in baseball right now. <laughs> I, I, I think they are because it's the offseason. Nobody's playing baseball. They're the hottest team right now. These guys are making waves. They are coming out here. They are spending money on just straight-up good MLB players. It's just what they want. They want good MLB players and they're getting them. Seth Lugo, Michael Walker, Hunter Renfro. They got Will Smith last week. They've gotten uh three for three. A couple three other three. guys. They picked up Kyle Wright from the Braves. Nobody's even talking about the fact that he's gonna be in that rotation. That is insane. with the young guys like Cole Reagans and Kyle Bradish. Wait. Is Kyle Bradish there? Am I, I dumb? No, he's not no, there. Is in the Orioles. Who am I thinking of? It's Kyle something, Kyle Singer? Brady Singer? Brady Singer. There's a guy named Kyle on that fucking team. I guarantee I
1: don't, it. I don't know. Yeah, but you add Hunter Renfro to that young offense to give them more power is insane. Bobby Witt is leading this team, of course, but you also have Vinny at first base. Let's see. And then also, how many future bets do you think have been put down on the Royals?
0: <laughs> Will Smith, man, he wins chips. He's three for three. Three for three. I think the Kyle I was thinking of was Kyle Wright. Uh, that's embarrassing. Probably. Yeah, it kind of
1: fucked up that one. Yeah, I did. On and here, hear me out. The Royals, I don't think they're done. Not at no. all. I think they're going to go in and get There's some bats. In pieces next. There's
0: a lot of bats out there. Yeah. You know, Reese, yeah, but they've already got Vinny at first. Okay,
1: what about Jorge Soler?
0: That one's a maybe, I'd say.
1: You could stick Jorge in left field or DH, honestly.
0: Yeah, L- let me let me pull up their roster at the moment.
1: Yeah, all right i going to do a little deep dive for you. Give me a weak position they have, and I'll tell you best free agent in that, that spot.
0: Second base.
1: Fuck it. Resign Whit Merrifield.
0: Okay. Third base. Third base. All right. Here's, here's
1: what I like. He's not like the top one. Go get Eduardo Escobar.
0: That, yeah, that's not bad. I like, like that. They're not—they're but... not, not going to get a Matt Chapman. Yeah, yeah. But Eduardo Escobar, I think, is like actually realistic.
1: I like Eduardo or Gio. Yeah. Or Ur- Shella.
0: Yeah, both of those wouldn't be that bad. Cause like right now, honestly, I don't hate their outfield. And you add in Hunter Renfro, like their outfield going like late into the season was M J Melendez, Kyle Isbell, and Drew Waters. Obviously I'm a, a Drew Waters guy personally. Um but like they could improve at third base. It was Michael Garcia to end the season. They can improve at second. It was Michael Massey to end the season there. Um Pasquantino is kind of fallen off, but Nick Prado is a great first baseman. Uh yeah. he's very good. Uh and Salvia's still kicking. <laughs> Which yeah. is crazy. You also
1: got Brian Anderson free agent third base that could do some work for you. Yep. He but if you wanted to go and him. look at a catcher just to platoon with Salvi. Uh I mean let's see. You got you go out and get Mitch Garver.
0: Yeah. You
1: could you could take a chance on Gary Sanchez. Um
0: let's see. I think take it would be chance. pretty bad to have your two catchers be Salvador Perez and Gary Sanchez. Probably, but listen you, typically, you want one catcher that's very good at defense.
1: Yeah, you're probably
0: right. <laughs> and, and and Gary would trip over his knees. Tucker, Tucker Barnhart? <laughs> that one I like. That one wouldn't be too li- bad.
1: I wouldn't be bad.
0: No, I like that. Or they
1: that. could go out and get uh, Maldonado.
0: Yeah, Martin Maldonado is a very good defensive catcher.
1: And you got uh, Austin Nola.
0: Once again, he's he's easy. Yeah. Yeah, good defense. All right, well, let's let's move on. Enough of the Royals talk. We can talk about it when they actually do something on the field. Um, when they Jack win Flaherty. 20 games. <laughs> or 20 games. <laughs> oh. Jack Flaherty signs a one-year deal with the Tigers, another team that's making some good moves this year. Interesting. They don't want to be on the bottom anymore. Yeah, well, neither do the Royals. They're in the same division. I'm tired of it. Maybe maybe the AL Central is going to be good outside of probably the Guardians.
1: You're just going to flip the standings yeah. from this year. Just flip it. But you can.
0: Yeah, I don't think the Twins are coming in last.
1: You never know.
0: Nah, man, Royce Lewis is going to hit a hell of grand slams.
1: <laughs> he's going to hit in a series. He's going to hit one or two grand slams, and he's yeah. going to strike out the rest.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Does that make sense? Yep.
1: I don't know. Hey, you know they can win 20 games. You got Kyle Wright. He's shown you that he can win 20 games in a season for you.
0: That's true. The Tigers still questioning the pitching. I'm not letting that slide just yet, uh, just because you signed Jack Flaherty. Um, But, like, other guys they picked up, like, they – what's his name? Shit, I'm blanking.
1: Give me a position. I can probably
0: tell you. Uh. he used to play for the athletics and then I think he went to the yeah, he went to the Mets. Third base, left field, right field.
1: Oh bro, dude, I'm fucking lame. Yeah, right dude, now. I can't
0: think of his fucking name. <laughs> what the hell? It's like a it's like an interesting name. Like his last name's weird. Mark Canna. Yes. That's who I was okay. thinking of. Mark Canna. Yeah, he signed with the Tigers. Yeah, he play third base. He definitely can play third base. Probably. He, he can. Um, I didn't know they signed uh, Maeda. Oh, that was early in the offseason, yeah. I know. I totally yeah. forgot about that. Me too. Um, Yeah, I, I don't feel like talking about the Tigers. Go Spencer Torkelson and Terry hey,
1: Gobble. Great. great. I hate to burst your bubble, man, but what? uh Lamar threw a touchdown pass to Isaiah likely.
0: Man, fuck. <laughs> what? A, it, I wasn't going to win. Like it doesn't matter. Oh, um, That sucks though. Uh all right, let's move on. It's looking increasingly likely that Cody Bellinger is going to return to the Cubs with the Yankees and Giants both signing and picking up outfielders already. Um uh, I think this just makes sense. The Cubs honestly need to do something. Like they they picked quiet. up yeah, their last signing was their fucking manager. Yeah. Like they've they, got to do they, something. They paid him a bag. Yeah, 5 million a year for a fucking manager. Yeah, come on now. A manager that has lost in the first two rounds of the playoffs. Every single time he's made it. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. Um, we don't know what's going on. But Bellinger definitely needs to come back. I honestly at this point you might have to bring back Strowman. If honestly, you can't get Snell.
1: Ooh, that could be another one the Rangers go after.
0: Snell? Or Stroman? No. Strowman. I think both of them. I think the Rangers have to talk to Snell. Like reigning World Series, reigning Cy Young.
1: Yeah, the fact that he hasn't signed anywhere is insane.
0: I I think, like I said earlier, I think he's waiting out the the Yamamoto deal. He needs leverage before he does anything because people are gonna be like, okay, well you're getting up there in age, you know, you've shown that you're not the most consistent, blah blah blah. And then he could just be like, well, you paid this guy a lot of money. <laughs> it's the best way to get leverage. Um, this one is very interesting to me. Uh, This next one, the Blue Jays could be making a move for Christian Yelich. Yeah, that's just a weird one. Like, I don't particularly hate it. I don't love it. But maybe he just needs a change of scenery.
1: I, I don't even know, but is Honor the Place for him?
0: Maybe. Like they definitely just need help wherever they can get it.
1: Well, here's the thing: like if the Yankees don't get them, do they go after Yelich, or is that just too many big names in one area?
0: Uh, I don't know. I I don't
1: hate the Giants. Yeah. Going after Yelich, I don't hate that. Agreed. I just I can't think of like a prime landing spot.
0: For- yeah. Like, he's still on the Brewers at the moment, so they'd have to make a trade, and I don't know if the Giants are in a position to make trades right now. So, I don't know. It'll definitely be an interesting one to to look at because, like, he doesn't need to move. So, he's not going to get shopped that hard, and it's going to take quite a bit to get him from the Brewers, I think is the, the biggest issue there. Uh, But uh, the last thing I've got here is that the Pirates signed Rowdy Telez to a one-year deal.
1: I like it. Just add a – Yeah, you add a,
0: a power first-base bat. I have no issue with that. Hopefully the Pirates can just stay healthy this year. That's all I want.
1: <laughs>
0: they just need to keep building
1: pitching. Offensively, Dude. I think they're fine.
0: Yeah. They
1: just need pitchers besides Mitch yeah. Kelly.
0: Here, let me just do something real quick that's going to make you excited for the Pirates next year. Bet you forgot about O'Neill Cruz.
1: No, I didn't.
0: All right. Damn it. I kind of just – I keep having to remind myself that, like, he's there because he's just – he was hurt all last year, so I just didn't think about him at all. But, like, I got to keep remembering, like, oh, he's exciting.
1: Yeah, you got him. You got Henry Davis. You still got Brian Reynolds.
0: Brian Hayes.
1: Brian Hayes, yeah, we have his gloves on our wall. Like, that's true. Um, I think it's about it.
0: Yeah, that's. You said Brian Reynolds, right? Yeah. Do they still have Jack Sewinsky? Probably. Yeah, that was just that was a absolute MLB the Show poll. That was a pull and a half, yeah. right? Yeah, there, Jack Sewinsky, so. David Bednar's still there though, right? good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dwayne Underwood Jr.? <laughs> is yeah. he actually still there? Fuck oh, yeah. I gotta I got a fact check that one, because that's a deep cut. I haven't seen him get moved. He is on... He's a free agent.
1: Nah, they gotta resign him.
0: Last year, he was Wait, with no. Pittsburgh.
1: Right here, it just says... I know it's a Gonna say uh Yankees Dwayne. Yeah, he, he agreed to a minor league deal to the Yankees. Oh, really? I'm seeing.
0: Huh. I don't see anything about that. Weird.
1: I've seen it on a couple now. Yankees signed pirate pirates reliever to minor Alright. Cool. Yeah, fuck it. Alright, so he's with the Yankees. Just fuck in it. the minor leagues though.
0: <laughs> and he'll he'll be up there.
1: With all the injuries they have, he'll be
0: up. That's a good point. Um, did you say him because he went to Pope High School?
1: That was a pull for uh, for John
0: there. That was just a pull for you in your high school baseball career.
1: Me and John always talked about him. So.
0: I don't even know if he went to that Pope High School, I'll be honest. No, he did. He did? Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, yeah. he played at Georgia. I forgot about that. Pretty sure he played with John. Oh, okay. Cool. Shout out John Lloyd. great <laughs> guy. <laughs> nah, for real though. Shout out John. Um rated right. pitch. Anything uh <laughs> anything else to uh talk about with the uh, MLB news? Nah the all MLB team came out. We should probably sure. talk about that, but I forgot about it, so we're not. Do we, We'll we save that for next week. We'll, sure. We'll
1: holiday <laughs> holiday, All-MLB team.
0: Sure. We'll talk about the All-MLB team a week and a half after he comes out. <laughs> I mean, we're we on top can, of can, our shit here, guys. Don't worry about can, it. Can, nah, can, I want to talk can, about college football, and I don't want to go too long. So we're going to talk about some college football right we, now.
1: We would go forever.
0: Yeah. Oh, dude, if we, if we, okay, I'm not saying if we can't, if we wanted to, we could go forever. Infinite (laughs) podcast. All right. Uh, All right. Lock back in. It's college football time. It's bowl season. It officially started Mm -hmm. at 11 o'clock on Saturday, Georgia Southern versus Ohio in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Ohio Beautiful. beat the brakes off him. 41-21. Davis Brin is a fucking incompetent quarterback. 350 passing yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. He's literally Joe Flacco. That is exactly what Joe Flacco did this week. Damn. Except Joe Flacco won. Yeah, oh, I, don't, I don't have anything to say about the game uh, in particular. I just wanted to shit on Davis Brin real quick. Uh, Ohio
1: finishing ten and three. Yeah, what a hell of a year. year!
0: Yeah, yeah. Georgia Southern six and seven. Yeah, any good names? Oh, didn't even. Oh yeah, we got to play the name game on bowl games, dude. Uh Shamar Bartholomew, Georgia Southern.
1: Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah. Uh, JJ McAfee.
0: What? Oh, McAfee? No, McCafe. No, it's not. It's not a McCafe. That's the fucking. That's the coffee from McDonald's. Exactly. Did you not see the article that he was
1: named after that?
0: Shut the fuck up, JJ. The way it's done is cool as hell. Yeah. Capital J, lowercase J A Y. That's sick.
1: I I. It flows McCafe flows better with JJ.
0: Yeah, I guess. There's a better name, though. Like, David Mabad.
1: M- I didn't even want to try
0: it, okay? Yeah, no, I'm I not going to try it. Whatever. Uh, Shane. Uh, nah,
1: we're good.
0: All right, yeah, you won it. Yep. Toby Adensaya. Gianni Spectic. All right, we're done. That was a good one, though. Uh, FAMU versus Howard. In the celebration bowl, fuck yeah! The eleven and one going into it, FAMU Rattlers wiping the floor with Howard. Not actually, no, they didn't. I thought they did. They didn't. It was thirty to twenty-six. Never mind.
1: Yeah, come on. Thought
0: it was a way less competitive game. It wasn't. Shout out FAMU, the second best team in Tallahassee, Florida. Nah, they're no. the one. Nope, last time I checked, the other team didn't lose a game.
1: Yeah, but... And a won overrated. the ACC. A little overrated, don't you think?
0: Ah! I don't know. Um, Darian Oxendine.
1: That's fire.
0: That is good. A lot of good um, names. No defensive statistics, so that kind of hurts us. I like D- Diko <laughs> Wilson. Yeah. Uh tr- oh, You see that Howard leading receiver? Nashan Hezekiah? Yeah, that's fire. Nashan is amazing. The spelling. N A H yeah. apostrophe Sean, which is S H A W N. They put as many letters as possible to make that name.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to stick it Wayne Dennis Jr.
0: That's that sounds like a Good guy. Yeah. Wayne Dennis Jr. He works. Why does, why does like that sound like a country job. singer? I think of uh, Walker Wheeler. <laughs> Not too, but, it? No, dude. Like, Was Wheeler Walker Jr. or whatever? Walker Wheeler. Wayne
1: mm-hmm. Dennis Jr. sounds like a fire-ass country singer.
0: Yeah, he does. All right, let's move on, though. Next game, Jacksonville State, the Gamecocks, 34, Louisiana, Ragin' Cajuns, 31 in overtime. A real close one in the R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. But the Gamecocks get the dub. Shout out, honestly, their quarterback, Zion Webb. Yeah, I like Ron Wiggins,
1: you know. 126 yards touchdown.
0: Shout out (sighs) KC Osai. That's the best. Let's see. I was yeah. gonna go down. Jaylen Garrison Bustamante. <laughs> That's a fucking good one. Garrison Ripper. I really like Bustamante. That's a good ass fucking last name. I'm, I'm sure you do. What about Shadwell and Cuba the Second? Nigel McGriff. That's yeah, not bad. I like. Unless, I like unless,
1: Nigel. Unless he pronounces it Nigel. And just has a J. Oh, instead. it's definitely Nigel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's gotta be. All right. Well let's uh let's move on to the next uh Miami of Ohio and App State in the most boring fucking game ever. I tried to watch some of this. App State won thirteen to nine in the uh avocados from Mexico curable. Um it's
1: better, better than the Falcons Panthers
0: yeah, game. Yeah, Miami. Almost had as many passing yards as Desmond Ritter, 44 on 10 attempts. Uh, shout out Rashad Amos, 33 carries, 180 yards for Miami. Anderson Castle, those are two good running back names, and they both had great games, 20 carries, 119 for App State. But we only care about the names. Um, yeah. Oh, Gaines DeAndre Marvin. Ingle-
1: DeAndre Dingle Prince. That's,
0: yeah, that that one. We can just move on. Dingle Prince hyphenated? Uh, Dude. That's insane. Good pull. Wow. All right, next game. The Isleta New Mexico Bowl. New Mexico State, 10. Fresno State, 37. Fresno State, man, they're good. Shout out Mikey Keene, their quarterback. 31 for 39, 380, and three touchdowns.
1: Yo, New Mexico State's quarterback, 11 completions for 58
0: yards. <laughs> <laughs> like That's bad, dude. Lots of screens. Is, they ran is, the ball with like nine different people. Right? Their quarterback led with 72 yeah. yards. Yeah, that's so weird. Also...
1: How is New Mexico State going to lose the New Mexico Bowl?
0: That's true. That's but then That's again, fun. like we discovered, it was played at University of New Mexico's stadium. And supposedly, they got really fucked over by them. I don't. I didn't see all the details, but there was a big issue with it. Yeah, uh, one,
1: one, one question. Yeah. So does this mean Fresno State is better than Auburn?
0: Yeah, it does. I don't know anybody that you know really changes things that Auburn beat for that chain. Um, but yeah, shout out Fresno State. I think I think I probably could have told you they were better than Auburn. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah this one's easy. Alzilian Hamilton.
1: That's a good one.
0: Yep. All right. Or Gavriel Lightfoot.
1: Mari Munier
0: Bailey. Yep, or the guy right under him, Murhaldi Zapera.
1: Augustus uh, Remlinger.
0: That's not bad either. All right, let's go next game. Actually, a Power Five team, UCLA, thirty-five, Boise State, twenty-two, in the L.A. Bowl. Um, yeah, it was uh. It's a good game, I guess. UCLA put up twenty-one points in the third quarter, um, to to regain the lead they lost in the second. But yeah, shout out Colin Schley. Did Steele not play this game? Who?
1: I I can't remember his first name. It's either it's either uh, Carson or Colin. Uh, Steele, last name. I think he's a running back.
0: Maybe. He might have forgotten the game. Might be transferring. Maybe. I know Dante Moore is be- transferring.
1: One of their best players.
0: I think it's I mean. Carson. That sounds right. That's- Carson Steele. I
1: think it was Carson
0: Steele. Um but Ethan Garbers was the quarterback, but Colin Schley was eleven for sixteen with seventy eight yards and a passing touchdown, but he had seven carries for a hundred and twenty seven yards as well. That's that's pretty crazy. Um yeah, let's go ahead and do names. Um
1: Maliki go. Matavo.
0: Gotcha. I'm gonna go with um, DJ Shram.
1: Colson Yankoff. What? Bottom of UCLA receiving.
0: Yankoff. Wow. <laughs> that's that's something else. Um. Yeah. John John Vaughns. That wins, wow. bro. <laughs> That might be name of the year,
1: John John Vaughns, UCLA defensive player, third from the bottom.
0: Wow, yeah, that that wow. that's a contender, contender for name of the year. WC
1: State's punter is James Ferguson Reynolds. That's like a weird. That's, that's like a, a
0: strong weird. name. That's a yeah. That's like um, that's a white collar, like. Hierarchy yeah. name. All right, last bowl that has occurred. California versus Texas Tech. Texas Tech takes it 34-14. The Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. <laughs> um, any, any good names? Jaden Ott is very good at football. Uh, I'll just yeah. say that. And he had a great kind of fake transfer portal announcement. I don't know if you saw it. He did like one of those like sit down in a chair like sad music kind of videos where he's like, I've loved all these years at Cal, blah, blah, blah. He keeps going. He's like, but I will be entering the transfer portal. And it was in like black and white. And he walks off screen and then like he comes back in frame and like the colors back and he's like, nah, I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so shout is, out Jay knot That's brilliant. Yeah, it is great. Uh and shout out my first name, Trond Grizzle. That's a good one. Grizzle, possibly.
1: We're gonna, we're gonna go Matthew Littlejohn.
0: Not bad. Uh what about Lumagia or Lumagia Hearns the Third? Oh man, right. I just saw a better one. I don't know if you're gonna see it. Curly Thomas. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, That's so good, dude. Curly Thomas the fourth.
1: Fuck yeah!
0: Did you not say the fourth because you can't read Roman numerals? No, I think I okay. just forgot his date. I was Ooh. mainly focused on Curly. Fair enough. Um, any others? Uh, um, Taylor Demerson.
1: Adrian's pretty fire. Yeah. Trevin McAlpine. Nice. I think he's related
0: to Lizzie. Yeah, shout out Lizzie McAlpine. <laughs> Top five Ch- on my Apple Music Chief- No, bro,
1: Chief Collins.
0: I feel like Chief- you're biased.
1: Bro, his first name is literally fucking Chief.
0: Yeah, but Collins. He's the leader of the okay. Collins.
1: He spells his name with two L's.
0: So? I'm gonna fuck. Alright, last one. Coy Eakin. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That one just seems like it's missing letters. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like they fucked up spelling like Clay Aiken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, what what bowl games are you looking forward to this week? We've got games Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, let's
1: see, let's, should we start with the Monday
0: slate? There's only one game. Yeah,
1: West, Western Kentucky, Old Dominion. i like good. South Florida, Syracuse, maybe.
0: Yeah, South Florida, Syracuse on Thursday might be pretty good.
1: But, of course, Georgia Tech, UCF.
0: Yeah, I'm actually interested to see how that goes in the yeah. Gasparilla Bowl. I'm actually, okay. Troy versus Duke is actually going to be interesting because Riley Leonard's not going to play, and I think Troy's going to kick the shit out of Duke. I can see it. Troy was very good this year. Air Force, JMU. Yep. Georgia State, Utah State, famous Idaho Potato Bowl. That's kind of a home game for Utah.
1: That's what I'm saying. (laughs) It's fucked. Yeah. That's
0: fucked. And they're going to have to play on the Smurf turf, and both of those teams wear blue. Yeah, that's going to be yeah, that's not good. Yo, you should watch that game. Dude, I'll lose my mind. <laughs> I was losing my mind watching the game at Coastal's Field, the Myrtle Beach Bowl, the Georgia Southern uh, Ohio game. That, that field looks so bad on video. And I, I talked to Jalen about it, former Coastal Carolina football player. He said that watching film was so difficult. Cause like it just it it just looks weird like it's hard to tell. But he said, as a player, you don't really look at the grass, you know. You you look at the lines and like the the hashes and stuff, but you're never really like focused on the grass, so it doesn't really change anything. So that's an interesting perspective on it. I I, I can't imagine that the blue field in Boise doesn't distract the player. That's got to be distracting. Cause like coastal. It almost just looks like the grass is, like, dead. <laughs> but, yeah, Boise, uh, different story. So, it's going to be an interesting one to watch, Georgia State versus Utah State. Um, Utah versus Northwestern. I think Utah is going to kick the shit out of Northwestern. But, honestly, I'm just happy Northwestern was bowl eligible this year considering how bad they've yeah. been in the past. And they fired their head coach before the season started because of the hazing. Like, that's uh, it's a good turnaround. And then uh, Coastal versus San Jose State in the Hawaii Bowl. I'm just glad those boys got to go to Hawaii.
1: Yeah, that'd, that'd be nice.
0: Yeah, that'd be a fun trip. But, yeah, that's um, that's almost all the bowl games. I guess let's just go ahead and say the ones we didn't say. Arkansas State versus Northern Illinois. South Alabama versus Eastern Michigan. And uh, Tuesday, UTSA versus Marshall. It's all the ones we didn't say (laughs) that we were looking forward to. Probably just because we miss college football and we want to watch it more. Um, So that's probably why every game is a good one. But on Christmas, we'll talk about some more important stuff. The real big deals uh, that are going on because we've got some big games. And um, of course, we'll be previewing uh, some of the... New Year's Eve games, but we'll have the real, real preview the Sunday after, New Year's Eve uh, being the day that we record, and uh, we talk about Alabama, Michigan, Texas, Washington, so all the New Year's Six coverage, all the semifinal coverage is going to come, not this week, not next week, the week after, um, so look forward to it, uh, but next week we'll definitely be talking about some big bowl games, Missouri, Ohio State. Georgia, Florida State, Ole Miss, Penn State. Some big deals for sure. And um, any other things in college football? I know the transfer portal's been getting busy. I think Kyle McCord's going to Syracuse. I think that came out today. That's a shit move. Why do I not hear your mic? I'm just going to. I don't wanna hear you. Not. Don't know why. <laughs> Let's see. No clue what the problem is. Um, all right, let's let's Uh pause. Okay, yeah, I hear you now. Bro, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know what just happened. You were frozen for a a minute or so as well.
1: Why does it do this shit every time?
0: I don't know. I I really couldn't tell you. But uh yeah, Kyle McCord's going to Syracuse. Uh that's that's fucking horrible. Yeah, that sucks. Um I heard Cam Ward possibly going to Florida State. He's the one I want. So, yeah, it's honestly the most fitting. Yeah, I think I think it works the best. I do not want DJ at all. Um I I'll say that. I hate that he even visited. That pisses me off.
1: Cam Ward to FSU would be nasty.
0: Yeah. Also, yeah. Trey Benson sitting out uh, and going to the draft.
1: Smart.
0: Yeah. Yep. So, do
1: you know how many Florida State players are sitting out this bowl game?
0: So far, I've only seen Johnny Wilson, Trey Benson.
1: That's it, really. Ke- Keon's going to play? Is he gonna I don't know.
0: To- I have no clue. His decision will probably come within the next week. I don't think he should play. I don't either. I, I need, I need he- as many players. Impact players out of this game, so I can yep. reason why we're going to get our shit kicked in.
1: But also, the way I look at it, is, if he plays this game, more than likely he's going to get locked down by Malachi Starks.
0: True, and he's not going to have and, a good QB.
1: And that might hurt his draft.
0: Yeah, No, I definitely agree. I think Keon's only a junior as well, so. I thought I saw he was going. Is he?
1: That's what I I know thought.
0: Johnny is.
1: I, th- I think it if, Keon if, might. If, if you can get news. If I'm uh, Keon
0: Coleman, I would go.
1: It all depends on who y'all get as quarterback next
0: year. True.
1: Like if who knows? It was sign. his
0: junior season, so he can go. Um, if, if y'all get, I'm not seeing anything um, about him uh, going to the draft just yet.
1: Uh, it might just be what I see in all the mock drafts. Everyone yeah, because
0: all the, the mock drafts. Are saying he's going first round. He's like a top five wide receiver in this class. So. If y'all get Cam Ward. Yeah. There's a good chance he stays. What was that? Jesus. This website just blew my ears out. (laughs) (laughs) God. Oh, man. Do we need an update on. uh... Yeah, let's do an update before we get into staker claim. Touchdown. Jaguars. Literally just happened right in front of my face. Sixty-five yards. Yep. Wow, that was perfect timing.
1: Jamal. Jamal Agnew. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I
0: didn't expect that.
1: Also, look at Zay Jones for Jacksonville. Five yeah. receptions for fifty-nine yards.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, Travis Etienne having kind of a stinker. Yeah. Decent in the passing game, four receptions, twenty eight yards. Trevor Lawrence overall is having a great game uh outside of the fumble that they lost. Um twenty for twenty seven, two thirty six and a touchdown halfway through the third quarter is great. Um Lamar's Lamar not having a bad game. Yeah, Lamar's not having a bad game other than the pick. Um, you know, twelve for eighteen, one forty one in a touchdown, and then eight carries for fifty one yards. Great game for him.
1: I'd like to see Zay Flowers get involved a little bit more. Yeah, I'm sure Um, you would.
0: Just saying. I'd like Lamar Jackson to throw eight picks. You like who his leading receiver is? Yeah, Isaiah likely, the other guy (laughs) that I don't need to get points right now. Uh, It doesn't matter. I already lost, but I made the playoffs. And... Is Andrew making the playoffs? No, he's not. Damn, that's tough. Could it be me? Just saying. Yeah. You ginger. Whoa. Not you. The other one. Whoa. The other ginger that I'm referring to. Ma- Andrew. Yo,
1: imagine if it was both me and Andrew not making the playoffs.
0: I think you guys would have to file a lawsuit against me and Mike. <laughs> for for discrimination. Against gingers. Yeah. All right. Stake your claim. Do it right now. Say something. Say something for the people, Colin. All right,
1: your Super Bowl champion this year is Speak the Miami up. Dolphins. Speak up! Super Bowl champion this year is the Miami Dolphins. You are
0: fucking <laughs> what? <laughs> There's no fucking way you just said that.
1: De- defense looks so good right now, even with their in- injuries. They just put up thirty on the Jets defense with no Tyreek Hill. The
0: Jets are already out of the playoffs.
1: Okay, their
0: defense is still legit. Play a real fucking team and beat them.
1: Okay, so when they beat the Bills last game of the season and are fucking was it second. In they the play NFC the Cowboys
0: League. next week. Beat the Cowboys. I'll believe it. That's a win. I'll start to believe it if you beat the Cowboys. Win. They just looked really bad against the Bills. You're, are you,
1: you're telling me Deron Bland's going to be covering Tyreek Hill? Oh, dude, it's game is over.
0: Is Tyreek Hill going to be on the field?
1: Yeah. Listen, if there was a game for him to miss, it was against the Jets. That's true.
0: I'll give him that, yeah. So he can rest. Yeah. So he
1: can play against the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, he was walking on the sideline. He was walking fine, everything like that. I think they just wanted to give him an extra week of rest. Fair enough. Just strap in, Grayson. Okay. Just strap in.
0: All right. Well, I got news for you. The Lions are making the Ah. NFC Championship. That's all. That's as far as they're getting. They will be beat by the 49ers. I have no doubt in my mind about that. I'm still sticking true to 49ers Ravens, uh, which I said, I think, last week, maybe a week before that. Um, I'm sticking to that. But bonus hot take. Shoto Imanaga. Giants. Just to put that one out there. He's going to the Giants. Yamamoto, I still thinks going to the Mets. Nothing will change my mind, despite the fact that I haven't seen a single report um, about him going to them in like weeks. I I told you he like uh what is it a while ago? Yeah, a couple of weeks Met. ago he was like I thought he was going to the Mets as well. Um, but nobody's really talked about them at all in this for the last couple of weeks. So I still think yeah. he's going there. All right, well. That's, that's, a, that's a fantastic episode right there, A second and short. I, oh. I have to say so. I, I Colin, I have to say, you have the better jersey than me. I have to admit it. Now that the episode is over, I have to admit that you have the better jersey than me, but I have a better idea for all of the people. <laughs> a way better idea than buying some dumb jerseys online for really cheap. What you should do is... Follow, like, subscribe, comment, put on post notifications, all that stuff. If you see me right now on your screen, I know how easy it is to subscribe on YouTube and like and all that stuff. And if you're listening to me through those ears of yours, the ones that don't function for me anymore because of (laughs) (laughs) profootballnetwork.com, then you should be rating five stars and you should be writing a written review on Apple, but... You should also be following all of our social media accounts. That's what Colin's doing right now on his phone. <laughs> see? You see him? He's not he's not checking his fantasy lineup. He's not checking fantasy football. He is subscribing and liking and commenting and downloading and, and all that stuff. He's sharing as well. He's sharing that this podcast right now that we're recording. He's sharing it with everybody he knows. Everyone. See? Look at Everyone. him doing it. He's so exaggerated with those movements, just smacking that phone. And you should do it too. But an even better thing that you can do right now, and I'm only ever going to push this more than the other stuff for right now, is you should go join the subreddit and start submitting your questions for questions time with me and Luke on Fridays. Nathan submitted submitted some last week. It was one hell of a time. Got to keep doing it. Colin, feel free to put your own questions on there. I might throw some questions up on there. I just want to get the conversations going. And um yeah, I think that's uh that's about it. Colin, anything for the people before we send yeah. them off on the rest of their week.
1: Again, I'm sorry I had to miss last week. Thank we're you for owning up. We're back better than ever. All right. Holiday season. I hope I hope all y'all are getting family time. Yeah. Honestly.
0: Yeah, because we're but. not. 'Cause we're grinding out this podcast. We gotta record on Christmas Day or on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. Yeah. That's gonna suck. But we're doing it for you guys.
1: Absolutely.
0: That's it. Yeah, that's that's a pod. Thank you guys. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the bowl games on the weekdays. And we'll see you guys Friday. Well, I will call and see you next week. Peace.